Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. This episode of An Unexpected Podcast is brought to you by Jeff Wade. Thank you. Hello, friends, and welcome to An Unexpected Podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Lane. And we're talking Tolkien. We're coming to you from the Shire of America, the beautiful state of Ohio, and a little village called Amanda. And I don't know if we're just slap happy or I mean, my, Lane didn't get much sleep last night. I Neither did you, Ez? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't either. I was. Uh, he found me on his front porch, just literally rocking away um, Very in the early off. morning, like just ready to go. I mean, it's it's. I don't know. It makes sense with this chapter. We're talking about. Uh, we're in the house of uh, Tom Bombadil and, and Tom Bombadil in the house. Hmm. Check it out, yeah. Old Forest man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Um, the sleepy nature, though, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, Makes I'm a lot of sense. Pretty tired, and then it was a very Gandalf thing to just open my door and you did send me a text message, but to open the door yeah. and to see you, I thought you might have been like getting stuff out of your car. I was there you for literally hours, literally on the rocking chair. Just hey, man, hey, I think you were drinking some iced coffee in the freezing cold, which is kind of an interesting choice. Yeah, it um, was. Yeah, I mean, that's bold. Yeah, it was good. It was, Absolutely. you know, it was a fun time. So, um. But I'm excited. We do have we've had some coffee in us now. Um, we are on spring break, so I think we're. We shouldn't it. tell people that. We shouldn't. I'm really sorry we said that out loud. I shouldn't. We're have said actually that. at work right now. Sorry. Well, it's we shouldn't. A normal say that Monday. We it's shouldn't a normal say Monday. Your normal Monday, guys. Uh, we don't. We're not teachers. <laughs> podcasting at work. But here's um, the thing: is this is a totally different. This is new for us. This is weird. The sun's out. Sun's out. Yeah. Pods out. You right. know. So right. it's kind of an interesting thing. Usually, it's you know by the time we all get all, get all set up and as. Is, done the sound checks and we've rambled it's usually like one in the morning and so it's not even lunchtime yet and we're podcasting so it's kind of it's cool. great yeah it's actually great i uh lane made some uh some eggs for me this morning some uh uh-huh. i think they were well done your wife said um uh, not as fluffy as we wanted mm-hmm. but yep. hey so apparently you can screw up scrambled eggs thanks for that well, just, now the whole world knows i don't know great <laughs> thank you um so i don't know like uh you got anything else <laughs> we're in quick council now so, yeah we uh, just moved right in uh <laughs> No, I mean, I'm enjoying this. This is fun. This is a lot of fun. Just being with you, bud. I know. It's been a good morning. We've got a lot out. Got, got a lot of our chests. He did. Yeah, Lane's actually got some egg in his beard right now, uh, which is kind of weird. It, it doesn't bother me. Whatever. You know, whatever. Did you get that bacon out of the oven, by the way? Yeah, that was like an like hour hours ago. ago. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I literally just thought of it. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, we were making some. Yeah, I didn't even get any of that bacon. There's like, some. Go get some. I didn't I'll even cover get for any. you. Go yeah, walk. No, to the, the kitchen's five feet. That I don't way. want any bacon. Okay. Good. Well, but anyways, um, you can so if you want. Also, we have a nice Ivy League candle, which I think I'll post this picture on on Facebook. It is. It smells so good. As and, is, uh, guys. This is so cool because. When we first started this, it was all business. Ez would come in, no small talk, no 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 pleasantries, just kind of. Yeah. Oh, you set up, man. Let's go. We got you set up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've heard the stories. I get <laughs> one word answers or grunts. Right. This is this is great, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're just we're relaxing. I almost good. forget that good. there's even mics in front of us. You know what I mean? We're right. we're having a good time. So he's sniffing my candles. He's you know making me make him eggs. Well, I don't need breath. I don't need breath. I don't need breath. 
Yeah, I go, uh, I'll take some eggs. I'll take some eggs. But make sure you do it right. Did you put milk on that? Did you put milk on those, <laughs> those scrambled eggs? Okay, all right. I mean, that's yeah. that's how I sound in the morning. So, yes. um, it's his morning voice. That's my morning voice. <laughs> but uh, the sniffing. This smells so good, guys. And I just want you to forget the sniffing. I just want you. If you don't have this candle, you should go out and buy it. Yeah, it's a they are really good. And I'll tell you, the place to go for oh, candles. What about the one candle? The what? The tobacco smell. The tobacco. Oh my gosh! And we can't find that anymore. So the problem, the best place to get candles for me that I've found, yeah, is TJ Maxx, okay, or Marshalls or wherever it is in, in your whatever it's called in your part of the country or whatever. Right. Uh, best place because they're always like half price, and you can find weird. You know, like nice soy candles and and like brands you've never heard of and fla- flavors, scents, yeah, scents that you've yeah. never even smelled. That's awesome. So you go in there, you get a little head buzz from smelling so many candles, but you always leave with like five that you love. But that tobacco one, I can't find anymore, man. Man, we we'll to look. It's yeah. gone. Chesapeake yeah. Bay or something. I don't know. Wow, interesting, it's, interesting. It's so you got the Ivy League going. And he's as is happy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, while we are in, are we doing this right now in the quick council? We could do a little. Uh, um, what all do you have here? We've got Actually, a little stuff. You want do you want to do the uh the Patreon stuff? Oh yeah. Um yeah, just just to kind of we've got some cool stuff going on. We've got on, a full fellowship now, don't we? We, we have a full fellowship and um yeah, so we want to thank those folks. Um I didn't have it pulled up here, but I, I have let's see who our last person was. I think it was uh James Aquilina, I think. Um, was the last yeah. one to kind of hop in there and make this a full fellowship. So we listed all of them last podcast. And, um, you know, this one uh, was bought, was brought to you by uh, Jeff Wade today. So appreciate that. Thank Jeff, you, Jeff. Thanks so much. And, uh, yeah, so if you want to uh, join in there, we, we've, we're starting another nine. You know what I mean? Right, so, man. you know, let's get let's get after it. Um, also, we're getting close to having to make that drinking game. That will be... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I am so excited for that. will be a lot of fun. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. Uh, I do want to make a quick note, too. Okay, so you heard Mike Charles... Uh, share a little bit of his story and then also um, share his uh, like gift of he's donating some retro Lord of the Rings toys to to the the book club mm-hmm. that we yeah. can give away as like a review drawing for uh, um, yeah review drawings that we do so Mike recorded that after we recorded the podcast so I didn't know he was going to go into as much depth as he did old Boromir so yeah. I wanted to take a second to thank him for that um, and then also, uh, cause we were kind of like brief on in our intro outro just cause I didn't know how much he was going to say, but that's a cool taste at, of what our, uh, Bywater post episodes can be. Cause right. we're getting pretty snowed under guys. Yeah. We're kind of lost in the mail. You guys have sent us so many messages and so many different places and it is such a good thing. But what we want to start doing is instead of, um, uh, just reading them every episode for us. Yeah. Or every chapter is to start making those um, episodes that are standalone by water post episodes mm-hmm. where we have a way for you to call in and leave a voicemail or send us a voice memo through email. That's actually how Mike sent us ours exactly. through an email. Yeah. So just on his iPhone, he recorded that, sent it through an email. It was six minutes long. Yeah. Um, and then we can plug that into a full episode and we just we'll do a quick intro, little outro, and it'll be all you guys mm-hmm. telling your stories. And so the cool thing about that for me is I love listening to our episodes, but for me, once once we do a, a reread, you and I, it's kind of like we had the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't yeah. necessarily listen to all of it. I'll come back and I'll listen to funny stuff that where we yeah. had chuckles yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So anyway, that those Bywater posts would give me something oh, to absolutely. be really excited to listen to because yeah. we could hear your because vo- we know your faces. You know, we know like funny things that you say, oh, yeah. and, and insightful comments and and things that you've shared. But it'd be cool to hear it in your voice, and so that would give us something to look forward to. 
to like listen to. That would that, that would be what we would be listening to, and then we yeah. would be responding to that exactly. on the show. So exactly. it would be kind of cool. It would just increase the reality of this book club. And it would make it another level. Something we could do too is since we're we we are every other we're uh, we'll see in a fortnight. Um, yeah. We're still going to do the rest of the show, by the way. That wasn't a sign-off. <laughs> yeah, we're gone. We'll see ya. Yeah. Um, but no, we have, like, in between that, we could actually drop by Water Post. We could. You know, so. And then we could just be, like, week, on, it could be a and, weekly And honestly, thing. guys, it doesn't have to be, like, oh, your, your, your Tolkien stories. It could be, mm-hmm. if we have a weekly contributor who's, like, sending us, like, hey, guys, last episode we were talking about, you know, the old forest, and here's my thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Boom, put it in there. So we probably have to cap people to, like, a certain, depends on how many we got, you yeah. know, um, yeah. time limit and stuff. But, you know, I don't know. I, I like to hear people, you know. So I, I love to listen. I'm a listener, actually. Too. You know, so I actually like to sit and listen to people and talk. I, yeah, so. I want to. Yeah, I want to hear their stories from from in their own words. Yeah, I think they're about that. That's a great call. And on on another note, similar to that, um, our Facebook page with people have been we we've been talking about uh, maybe the need for a group and really the difference, guys, is that yeah. we would still run the page. We would post the thread for for discussions. We would still keep you updated. Throw our stuff up there. Um, Lane does like an album, a companion album that he does for um, back, the Patreon yeah. series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the Facebook group basically would allow you to kind of go in there and you can share whenever, whatever, whenever you want. Um, You know, the people who would regulate that would be Lane and I. We would kind of look at it. And if there's anybody really trolling us. Yeah. Or or turn them to stone is what we do. We would. We turn them to stone. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But uh, but no, I mean, as long as, you know, the the nature of our our, I think the people who listen to us and stick around and, and and enjoy the club understand that we're just real easy going real laid back we want we want everyone to feel accepted and welcome and stuff like yeah. that so you know um we would just kind of peruse it a little bit and we would engage with you guys there too so it's just that way you don't it's like okay lane posted a thread on monday but i have something different i want to talk about boom throw it up if you want to talk about you know return of the king right now and yeah. you're like i can't wait two three years post that in the group let's have the right. discussion now right you know so it's just a good way for you guys to kind of you know, and we will, we'll still start threads and posts and stuff in there too. So, and it was cool. I was glad that you kind of um, detailed that for me because I honestly didn't know the difference between yeah. what you can do on a page versus a, um, yeah. um, a, group. a group. Yeah. So that makes sense why, um, yeah, if it's more difficult for you guys to share, we don't want that. You know, no, we want yeah, you to be had, able to have free reign. Um, yeah, we have um, people sending us like photos of stuff. Yeah. And it was like, hey, we can only upload one. I'm like, yeah. nah, you should be able to upload all of those. We want you to, if you have an album, you want to put some yeah. stuff up and make a post and do different things, then that's what we want. That's This is, you know, supposed to be a community and a group. Exactly, exactly. So, and so we did do a poll on that. Just we wanted to know what you guys thought. We got 58 votes <clears> in like... I think we put it up a couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when we we're recording this, we had ninety-one percent say yes, nine percent said no. Yeah, so, so I think we'll do it. I, yeah, and, and I don't know if maybe that people who voted no thought we were going to abandon the page. We're not doing we're not that. Going to, we'll just no. run both. So, um, and it's not hard to run both, to be honest with you, because yeah. the page is just sort of like those threads. Yeah. Of like, here's the new podcast, here are updates, things like that. Whereas the group is basically run by all of us. Yeah. You know, which is much easier. Yeah. So. All right, guys, that's it. I don't want to, you know. um, I do have to give a special request, uh, a little shout out to uh, Paulina. We love to see you out on the road that goes ever on. Please don't turn to the dark load, Sauron. Oh, Paulina. Yeah. I don't know Paulina, I, I, okay. but we've got a special request from our buddy, Scott, son of Samwise. He's yeah. a gardener. Okay. He runs like a gardening uh, uh, greenhouse business in England. Okay. And Paulina is his wife, and he wants to get Paulina into our book club. He wants her to be involved. So yeah. he said, hey, 
Lane Inez, could you give Pauline a little shout out? Right. We got to get her hooked on Tolkien. And if there's anything, kids, we should be hooked mm-hmm. on. Right. It's Tolkien. That's right. So that's for Paulina. Paulina, join our fellowship. Come on aboard. <laughs> it's a beautiful place. And, and let's take this road together. All right? That's right. I, I think it. I heard her answer. That was she a little said, delay she said from she's England. In. But she's in. She's in. Okay. Um, on to dropping eaves. We're not going to. There's not a whole there's lot here. There's nothing going on, man. And we want to spend a much more time yeah. on the uh, on the chapter today. Yes. I think so. It's important, Lane. You want to just brush us through? Yeah, I mean, so um, uh, we there's this article that was recent on BGR.com, and it pretty just much again just recaps everything that we know, and it hashes out that you know this might be the most expensive TV show of all time. Which, duh, obviously. Cool. So, thanks for that revelation, BGR. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, it was a good article, but I just, yeah. it was like, it's nothing new. So, um, Tolkien biopic, no, no new news. We're still just waiting for a release date. We'll keep one eye on that. Okay. Uh, in other corners of middle earth, we have a couple polls. So we shared our one about the Facebook group. And then we had another poll from the previous chapter. We said, who's to blame? So this is our, you know, our chapter, every chapter by chapter polls reflecting yeah. on something that happened in that chapter. They can be funny. They can be goofy. They can be serious, whatever. So who's to blame? For the animosity between the old forest and the hobbits. Is it the hobbits or the Hjorns? And uh, 25 votes in uh, a day? I yeah, think we, yeah. At this point, when we we're normally recording this, this. go a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When we're taking advantage of spring break here. We're recording again real quick. But uh, this poll's only been out a day. 25 votes. 68% said hobbits. Hjorns said 32%. Michael Upshaw put a pretty cool uh, gif <laughs> yeah. uh, down there on that thread or that poll. So just go check that out. That's funny. And uh, I don't know. Is it Fatty or is it Bulger? I don't know. Right. That's a great. Not really sure. I'm really still con- <laughs> wondering about that myself. Um, okay. Oh, one, one more thing. Sorry. We yeah. did order our mini epics, which is the, the Weta um, like pop figurine type thing. The vi- uh, What are they called? Not vinyl. Mm-hmm. Whatever they're made out of, yeah, uh, the little toy figurines that are real popular. So we are going to, uh, when we get those, we're going to do a short little review. We might do like a Facebook Live video, or we might just oh, yeah. take pictures, or we might work it into the podcast. But uh, it's kind of cool. We had I asked people, uh, you know, we started a thread and said, you know, who do you think we ordered? Yeah. So right. one person nailed it. Yeah. Everyone got like part of it right. But mm-hmm. one person got both right. So you just have to stay tuned and wait for that to see who got, you know, who, who did Ez order? Mm-hmm. Who did I order? Yep. So, and we're, and we're really excited about those. They had like a two for 50 deal that was going on. So we took advantage of that. It's awesome. Yeah, man. Um, That's awesome. I'm really looking forward to that. Who doesn't love toys? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, you, I, you like a lot of, I love, toys. I, yeah. a lot of toys. Let's not kill them. <laughs> So I'll share all that on the podcast. Okay, yeah, that's right. an appendices. All right. Um, yeah. So we are now into we um, we got too much climactic stuff in the today middle earth. So we are yeah. going right to the reread here, guys. Chapter seven in the house of Tom Bombadil. Here we go. First, our recap. We were disor- disoriented in the old forest. Yeah, it got pretty hairy. It got real. Um, there were cobwebs. Mm. There were bugs. Mm. There were all sorts of things. Couldn't when we were going north. Right. Yeah. It was pushing us, you know, south, south, and it was just, I don't know, it was tough, guys. And uh, we got caught up with uh, Old Man Willow, and um, thank goodness, I don't know if it was Tom heard our call for help, or if he just that's expected the, us. That's the question. That's the question. Or a little bit of both, maybe. But he did tell Old old Man Willow uh, to let us go, and uh, we followed Tom up to his house. So we're we're getting ready to step into the threshold. That's yeah. kind of how this chapter starts, doesn't it? That's right. We we That's walk right. right in. 
Um, so, so also to go along with the uh, the recap, we have a couple um, couple of you who have some thoughts from the previous previous uh, episode. Yeah, chapter. absolutely. So yeah, I know that there wasn't a whole lot of time. Uh, obviously, when we're recording this, like I said, it's been about a day since the last chapter was out. So, but we're going to read the ones that we have so far. So uh, Michael Upshaw said, a little over six weeks ago, I foolishly gave up alcohol for Lent. Brave man. Wow. Aside from, I really respect that, honestly. Aside from several uh, deployments early in my career, this has been the longest I've gone without a drink in 15 years. Needless to say, it has been an arduous experience. Add in a toddler and all the spring brews rolling out, it's been almost unbearable. (laughs) Reading about Bilbo's vintage wines and Sam's frothy mugs were pure torture. That would be. That would be. That would be. (laughs) And hearing about the golden perch, missing that, he probably feels like he's... He's missing the golden perch right now. And yet, despite all that, the past fortnight has felt even longer than the past six weeks as I've waited for your new episode. Wow. It's like the previous episode actually came out last year or something. Man, that's pretty cool. Looking forward to listening to the episode on my long commute home. Also looking forward to this weekend where I can finally enjoy my own journey through Middle Earth with a cold, frothy mug in hand. Cheers to you, Michael. Right, absolutely. Nothing better than a beer in the throat, my friend, so enjoy it when you get it. <laughs> All right? That was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. We look forward to uh, every episode, too, because it means once it comes out, we get to hear oh, from you, hear your right. thoughts, hear what you're, what you're thinking. And, and crack open a, a nice something cold and frosty. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Or if you're as a nice cold coffee. Yeah, that, too. That's that too. disgusting. Man. I know. Two um, schools of thought, <laughs> and one is wrong. Right. No. No. All right. I'm just kidding. Agree to disagree. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, Ephraim James, um, we hear from him often, so he's like, um, I'm going to be straight up, guys, hearing you sing Frodo's song was hilarious. <laughs> and I, you know, I mean, yeah, it is, um, it's do hard those, for me to... Do all those songs kind of run together for you? They do, a little bit, yeah. I honestly... But they're great. Yeah. Have we told them that we're coming out with a... I don't know, should we do that? You want to drop that I think nugget? At, might as well. So guys, here's here's... Finish, finish. Yeah. Ephraim. So he said, you know, I'm thinking uh, in my mind, these guys are so dorky, but yet the coolest guys ever. I mean, I wake up in the morning, said it every Wednesday morning, and that's literally what I say to myself in the mirror. You know, <laughs> like that's what I say. I'm just, no, I'm just joking. I'm joking. Um, but uh, he, he is from, he is from the South. He's from Mississippi, and Corinth. Uh, yeah. So he's like, it's hard to find someone uh, who shares an interest um, in, in Lord of the Rings. So this podcast is really amazing. So thank you guys for what you're doing. Uh, and so on. So uh, thank you, Ephraim, yeah, because it's, you. you know, we love hearing from you, buddy. Yep. So it doesn't really feel like work. No, no. I mean, no. we do put a lot of time in, in, into preparing for you guys because we want to give you our best, but it doesn't feel like work to us. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and thank you guys. I mean, you're, it's work for you to contact us and give us your thoughts and everything. So we, mm-hmm. we appreciate that, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Do you want to drop that little nugget? Yeah. I think we might as well, guys. Here's the thing, you know, um, I think it's time, you know, I think um, it's time for us to, to make the album, you know, it's time for us to, for it. to take the songs let, and um, let the bard out of the box. Yeah, we got to cut an album. So when we get to the end of uh, book one, part one, I guess you, you'd call it of, of uh, the fellowship. I think uh, this summer, Lane and I are going to work on that. We're going to try to put some music to it, uh, lay down some tracks. <laughs> I am looking forward to this because you guys don't you guys don't necessarily know this, but um, I'm a classically trained vocalist. Uh, <laughs> went to university, uh, part part scholarship. Oh my god! Uh, and Ezra is um, <clears throat> he plays pretty much every instrument. And he's got kind of this Chris Stapleton voice, a little 
so, banjo in there, uh, you know. We want to make use of the, the gifts the Valar have given us. That's right. And uh, we thought, what better way than to, you know, give you our spin on yeah. these songs? Yeah. yeah. So this is just, we've just been farting around, honestly. Okay. Yeah, guys. And we we're going to get just, and we're going to get real serious here. Are we? Because I kind of like the, you know. No, it's going to be, it'll be, be, it'll be tongue in cheek kind of thing. Good. But still, it's going to be fun. I think we're and, and as the whole point series, is to have fun. Ez with wants it to do some uh, production. He wants yeah, to create a produ- a little, yeah. maybe put it up on iTunes. You know, maybe we can it can go yeah. to the Hobbit Fund or whatever. You know, the donation for the the, the Tolkien Estate. I don't know. Help help the Hobbit happen. Right, well, that happened a while ago. Um, <laughs> but yeah, maybe we could raise money for um, malnourished hobbits somewhere or something yeah. like that. So I'm down for that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that so stay tuned. That shall be coming. <laughs> um, we, don't worry. We're still in the reread. I promise. Yeah. We'll um, get there. Here we are. So we have a summary uh, of this chapter. So we've crossed the threshold of Tom Bombadil's house. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, that is where the spell sets in. I mean, oh. I think it was kind of already there, but like legitimately, in, there's an enchantment going something's on. going on here. Yeah. Okay. The sight of Goldberry makes us burst out into song. Yes. All right. We stammer first, but yes, we do. We get there. Right. Um, the hobbits are, they're famished. They're ready for dinner, uh, but they get cleaned up first. Uh, the food is freshly gathered. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Tom tells a few stories. The hobbits take a few naps, and the ring is revealed to Tom. Man, there are layers. There's in this so chapter. much in this chapter. So much dude. That's going it. on. We we just need to dive right into the details, let's just get into like it. Let's immediately. Get, let's get in. All right. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna fill up the corners here. Okay. Into it. So we broke this into three sections. We like even though the chapters aren't overly long, we still like to break it up into kind of chunks it helps me anyway focus in because i'm you know all scatterbrained and all over the place so that helps me kind of focus in on uh you know arcs within the chapter even so our first section is a merry dull welcome which is page 121 to 126 and then we have breakfast in the clouds which is page 126 mm. and 127 and then our, our final section is a rainy day a welcome delay and a magical display, which is page one twenty-seven to one thirty-one. So a lot of different stuff going on in this chapter, and just it's probably the most different we've seen our hobbits. Yeah, it's very, very. And if you think about it, like Frodo talks like four times. Yeah, and Merry and Pippin once. We don't really. Does Sam even utter anything? It's Man. such a different. That's a good dynamic, point. right? That's a good point. It's very yeah. different. So, and and as hit on it, there's an enchantment. We walk into this house, and it's like we're on a different world, man. It's like we're on a different plane. Well, and there's these reoccurring of reality. It, it it really is. There's these reoccurring sort of like, um, you know, colors and scents, and um, you know, just just appealing to our senses. Is it's this imagery, right? So you know, you have. As they, as they go into, actually, right before they got there, there's this uh, yellow beams, right? Yeah, yellow gold beam, golden out. light. Yeah. You know, you've got goldberry, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they continue that, right? Um, talking about the, the table um, and how it's it's polished and and that there were many uh, candles, tall and yellow, burning brightly. Yep. You know, so where's where we get that that glow um, to kind of start, and it puts us in a in a, in, a, in a good place. I think when I think of uh, an enchanted you know, setting. I'm candles are there, man. Absolutely. That's why we got some that candles out here flicker. today. We do almost every time we podcast. We, yeah. Even in the middle of middle of the day, we got candles going. It it just helps the mood. Uh, it does gives you some gives you some life dancing. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. Even those candles are so. So what you see is this recurring theme of like this almost just uh, 
geez, what's the, what's the word? Like everything in this house is a shrine to Goldberry. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. pays homage to her. Uh, the food they eat, the way it's decorated, even the candles, the candles being tall and yellow, burning brightly like her eyes. Um, so then we get a description of her. We got to read this, right? Yeah, read this, please. Uh, this her is... long yellow hair rippled down her shoulders. Her gown was green, green as young reeds, shot with silver like beads of dew. And her belt was of gold, shaped like a chain of flag lilies, set with the pale blue eyes of forget-me-nots. Mm. About her feet in wide vessels of green and brown earthenware, uh, uh, white water lilies were floating, so that she seemed to be enthroned in the midst of a pool. I don't... So this, that, I was looking at that. I've been staring at that for a, a good minute now. Mm-hmm. What does that even what look like? I know, right, dude? You know? I mean, and then, and then so then you get into, you look into like who, that, that, okay, that brings the natural question, what is Goldberry? Yeah, exactly. Who is Goldberry? Exactly. And apart from knowing that she is the river daughter, mm-hmm. she's an enigma, much like Tom Bombadil that we'll learn, you know, he's, absolutely. she's a, a river spirit. Yeah. From the river with the window. So like, I mean, wow. She's magical, dude. She's magical. She well, absolutely as we is. go on through this chapter, you, you kind of see how she's this she's this spirit. She's an ethereal being. She's yeah. not like she's almost like like I don't know, flesh and blood and and spiritual. She's yeah. like both. She walks both worlds. It's crazy. She does. She does. Yeah. I know. She's wild, man. I know. I, th- th- this yeah. chapter is one of those that, like, you, we probably could do three podcasts on it. We, like, honestly, we could could. honestly could just, like, take three different episodes and really break it down we because could. there's so much stuff in this. So much. Uh, I feel like we're not going to do it justice today, but we that's, will. you know, we give well, it a go. We'll give it a go. Our, our, uh, our uppers will, will fill it in for really? us. They'll so bring up stuff that we had to Please do. skip over or, yes. you know, maybe we missed that we didn't see. So, so yeah. And anyway, they're there. And immediately they're, um, <laughs> they take a few timid steps forward into the room. Uh, they began to bow low. They felt surprised and, and strangely awkward, um, like folk knocking at a cottage door, begging for a drink of water, mm-hmm. uh, having been answered by a fair young elf queen clad in living flowers. So yeah. I imagine them like teenage boys around a beautiful woman. Right. They're like, uh, uh, oh, yeah. What, what? what do we do here? What do we do oh here? Gosh, she's gorgeous and she's magical. And so like how I feel with my wife every right. day. Yeah. Um. So... <laughs> Uh, even the way she moves, she springs lightly uh, and and laughs. She's like she's like the river. She's like a a, a little bubbly brook. Well, the sounds. I mean, all the, the like the like when she moves, like you said, like the rustling of like yeah. you know, leaves and stuff, and it just sounds like I, you know. I mean, and uh, they, and they end up just watching her, which sure. makes sense. Sure. I mean, she's just like this thing to behold. What are you gonna do? Right. You know. And and you're you're seeing why why a guy like Tom just is totally obsessed with her and, and falling mm-hmm. in love with her. Um, hmm. She she says, come on in, takes Frodo by the hand, uh, laugh and be merry. I am Goldberry, daughter of the river. Let us shut out the night, she says. Yeah, for you are still afraid, perhaps, of mist yeah. and tree shadows and deep water and untamed things. Fear nothing, for tonight you are under the roof of Tom Bombadil. Bombadil. I mean, man, What a welcome. What a welcome. And, and you know, yeah. you're right. It's like, you do feel like these, you're just in the presence of something, you know, cer- cerebral, something or yeah, totally. c- celestial. Celestial, I mean. yes. yes. Right. So, like, if you feel like it's, uh, I don't know, this experience is just 
kind of mind blowing for all of them. And I mean, you're right. I mean, he's able to just finally say, "Fair Lady Goldberry," you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it takes a while. And then he has to say it again. I know. You know, it's like. I know. And, um, and he's the only one talk. He's the only one with with the with the uh, courage to even say anything, too. I mean, or or maybe just he's able to break out of that just uh, stupor that they're in. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh my god, their jaws are on the on the floor. This is just a crazy, weird, beautiful, mesmerizing realm they've just entered. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of cool because they talk about Goldberry here. Frodo felt enchanted as if by some elven spell, but he says it's less keen and lofty. Yeah. Deeper and nearer to mortal heart. So marvelous and yet not strange. So that to me, I almost, and I think maybe that's why we feel so drawn to Goldberry. And I told, I mean, I've, I've gone on record. Elves kind of freak me out a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're a little yeah. too smart. They're a little too all powerful. Like just, they're just too up there, man. They're too angelic, mm-hmm. right? I yeah. need something a little with some humanity. And so we kind of get that feeling with her that she's someone that's even more appealing because she is more grounded. Uh, yeah. You know, she's a spirit of the earth. Yeah, nearer to a, the mortal heart. Yeah, not from somewhere yeah. else, not something, not, so she, she's both. She's celestial and, yeah, and like, I don't know. Walking between these two worlds. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Much like a river. Yeah. Cuts two pieces of land in yeah. half. Yeah. Wow. Jamie. Amazing. Um, a beauty altogether appealing to hobbits. Uh, you know, it's also kind of ironic, I guess, considering that hobbits are afraid of water. Mm-hmm. Right, and she's yeah. a river daughter, but I guess little rivers are okay. So, oh yeah, yeah, that's, yeah right. So that's all right. So. <laughs> and then the, uh, yeah. there's another uh, um, note here: that the slender grace of her movement fills them all with delight. So just yeah. like even just seeing her walk around, they're just like uh, they 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 feel very safe. I think mm-hmm. they're right. with they her. They do for sure. Yeah. Now, where does this part come in? I'm looking at your notes. So you know yeah. where, where he calls her, uh, or he? I'm sorry, she calls him elf friend. Yes. Okay. So he, um, that's he recounts, pretty cool. I didn't yeah, remember that actually. He recounts um, some of this song. So he, you know, Stammers says, Fair Goldberry, now the joy that was hidden in the songs we heard is made plain to me. And he sings some of that, uh, a little um, excerpt from uh, Tom's song, right? right? And he's yeah. like, well, well, now we know what he was talking about. Right. And then she says, Welcome. I had not heard that folk of the Shire were so sweet tongued. So she's mm-hmm. complimenting Frodo. So yeah. Frodo's probably like, oh my gosh. Uh. <laughs> oh God, what I do? But, but yeah. I see you are an elf friend. The light yes. in your eyes and the ring in your voice it tells is. it. This is a merry meeting. Sit now and wait for the master of the house. He will not be long tending your beasts. Man. So very interesting. That is awesome. So guys, I mean, I don't know. Like is, is I don't know this. So please someone enlighten me if, I, if you guys know. Mm-hmm. I mean, is, is Frodo part elven? Is it because of of Bilbo's connection with the elves and his connection? It's like touched by an elf kind of thing that yeah. he has this. Once once you're that close, or because he's bearing this ring, maybe, and he's part of this um, massive quest that he is elevated. It's just so interesting how people it is and and like um uh you know Gildor didn't Gildor even recognize him as an elf friend? He said you're yeah. an elf friend. Well, I think a lot um, of that you know in, in previous chapters you know he was. Obviously, speaking to the dwarves on their way through, and he was speaking to right. these elves. He was always right. with Bilbo when Bilbo was meeting with him too. Right. So I think some of that might have actually by come association. By association, just kind but of I like the off. I like the idea and the thought that like maybe there's more that there's there's some something in his heritage. There's something. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, his parents were you know drowned or what have you. There's right. something there. There's some mystery yes, there. Yes. And I like and that it's, it's a mystery too. It's left to be you know up it's, to the imagination. Exactly. So and then also you got to wonder like maybe too is it just some kind of form of destiny. Is he just destined to do this? And because he is, well, he, he must be, obviously. But because he is, that that shines through him. 
mm-hmm. yeah. comes out in his voice. You know, when you meet someone, you're just like, there's something different about that person. Like, and I think we all have different people that connect to us that way. You're like, there's a light in their yeah. eyes. There's yeah. a ring in their voice. Absolutely. Uh, there's just something about them. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? That's we what I thought when I first life. met you, you know, I mean, <laughs> he doesn't say I, stuff like that off the air. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just kidding. It's all for show. No, no dude. That's, um, and, that, and that's how I see you, man. I mean, honestly, you have, there's very, there's few people like that in this life that you find, but, um, mm-hmm. I don't know when you do, it's, it's a magical thing. It is. It is. I'm stammering yeah. right now. Just looking at you. You are. That's fine. <laughs> um, so we want a little, a little, just, uh, Oh, slender as a willow wand. Same, oh, baby. clear than clear water. <laughs> get it, I don't get it. Know. Come on. Oh, read by the living pool. Fair river daughter. Oh, springtime and, and summertime. And springtime. Yeah. All of that. You did it way better than me. No, actually, we had it like... Uh, As was feeling we this down. song. Earlier, yeah, we you were, were doing... Oh my gosh. Uh, who were we listening to? Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton. Man, he we was, were... I think you were possessed there for a second with the spirit of Stape. But I think Pretty it's, good. Yeah. he like Several times here, you'll see like they break out into um, song. And I think later on, too, there's... Is there more songs? Eventually, yeah. And eventually what happens... We're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. But yeah. at dinner... Uh, one of the nights it says that singing became simpler than yes. than speaking. That's right. So it's like I don't because know, it's that's actually so, how Tom just speaks to them yeah. in a very sing songy yes. you know way. It's almost like I don't know. And we sometimes we were talking. We think it's it's silly sometimes. We almost wonder if it's more serious. You know, if it's totally. more of a, like a totally. And we yeah okay well, yeah. Gosh, we'll get there. Just, we'll get there. Yeah okay. Um, I did have a little cool. There's so. I won't take time to read it every time we come across it, but throughout this entire chapter, I said earlier, you know, it's just the, um, Tom's place, Tom's house is like a shrine to the woman he loves. Uh, low, rush seated chairs, clean stone, like you'd find in a river, green hanging mats, and yellow curtains, mm-hmm. uh, floor flagged and strewn with fresh green rushes. Uh, white blankets and green slippers, even the food they eat, yellow cream and honeycomb, white bread, butter, milk, cheese, green herbs, and ripe berries. Everything in this house, everything Tom does goes back to the woman he loves. Like he's obsessed with his, the love of his life. And it's so cool to see how he's, he honors her in, in, in everything. Like just time and time again, these motifs of yeah. like, you know, the colors that she that make her up, like and she's got that green dress on, and her hair is golden, and oh, her it's eyes even in the are food that he gathers too. And exactly, stuff, you know, yeah, exactly. you're right. You're yeah. right. It's amazing. So um, everything is for him or for her. Sorry, I just read that. Uh, Tom, when Tom comes in, we hear him singing about himself. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> the dude yeah. sings about himself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's saying, "Old Tom Bombadil is a merry fellow. Bright blue his jacket is, and his boots are yellow." Yeah, but I mean, uh, what they, what's it's neat is that they they catch these uh, a merry doll, a dairy yeah, doll, yeah, like yeah. just here's and there's, you know, sort of like a merry doll and dairy doll. He's just so happy. Yeah, he's such a happy uh, uh, spirit, or yeah. you know, whatever, I mean, who's whatever he is. Yeah, we can get on that too. Ring a ding, dillio, old Tom Bombadilio. So, so yeah, he's uh, we, we catch him singing about him, himself and different things. But um, Goldberry then starts to kind of talk about. Um, yeah. You know that basically that you're safe here, um, and you know Frodo says, "Tell me um, if my asking does not seem foolish. Who is Tom Bombadil? Who is he?" And we get that right away. So that's been my—I mean, guys—I've been on a Dude. journey for years trying to figure out who Tom Bombadil is. Yeah. And can we speculate now? Or? I mean, 
I find it very interesting. This is this might be okay, but this is what it's all about, guys. I feel safe with you, and that's that. Yeah. That takes a while to feel safe with someone to be able to throw crazy ideas out there and, yeah. and know that people aren't gonna you know make fun of you or think, oh, that's ridiculous. Look on page forty nine of the whatever whatever book of lost <laughs> red tails. Okay, whatever. It's all about it's all about uh, you know perspective and, and taking from that. So he's you know when she asks who he is, she says he is, and then she pauses. And so my mind goes to like I have a note here. He is is very much like I am, mm-hmm. and oh, I think absolutely. about I think absolutely. about uh, you know like uh, the Hebrew God mm-hmm. Yahweh. Yeah, I am the great yeah. I am. Absolutely. And so it's just kind of an interesting thing that she pauses there, and it's probably insignificant. But my mind went to whoa, okay, yeah, all right. That's yeah. that's a seed planted there that that sort of informs you know information you hear later about Tom throughout this chapter. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is he God? I don't know. He's pretty old. Uh, he he remembers everything, and he was the witness to all of it. And he's singing all the time. I right, right. Know. Yeah, I want you to read. I read, don't read this name for me, if you know. Like, uh, is it? Do you know how to read that? Eru Iluvatar. Iluvatar. Yeah. Eru Iluvatar. I always. I've so is people, this your theory? As I've heard people say it different ways. Okay. Um, and and different things. I don't know, man. Okay. I'll, I'll, like I'm, I'm with you when when I hear them say that, and it's just interesting. Tolkien did he he was very careful with his words, and then of course he goes on. You know, she goes on to say he is as you have seen him. Yeah, right. Okay, wow. He is the master of the wood, water, and hill. Yeah, master. Yeah, master. He's the master, and I, you know, I, I originally kind of thought is he. One of the uh, the Valar is he a Maiar? Is mm-hmm. he, you know, something sort of like the Astari? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it, I just because of the, or is he his own thing? Or is he his own thing? Or is he, you know, it's sort of the idea that when you look at, I just use my own like our own um, familiar with the Christian faith, anyways, mm-hmm. and, yeah, and right. kind of talk yeah. about it, it, just the idea that God would create something mm-hmm. and then want to walk in it and be in it. Yep. Right. And then almost get yep. to the point where it's like you create something that's so, I don't know, like you, 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 you fall in love with it. Yep. And so one of his creations is Goldberry. And right. It's, right. I mean, it's yeah. like, and it's just like, I mean, if he remembers the first raindrop, then he remembers the first river. Yeah. And he remembers the spirit of that yeah. river. And then he would, of course, remember the daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's almost right. like, what, well, like when you look into the histories and they first start singing their songs with with um, Iluvatar and and the, and the other Valar and the Maiar are like singing together, and you've got, mm. um, you know, um, is it Melkor? I think mm. uh, Morgoth later mm-hmm. is like the one who sings discord and stuff. Mm. But this song that that came to be that that this all turned into, it's just sort of like I honestly have been thinking about. Who is Tom Bombadil? And I'm so the reason I, I kind of when I was a, a youngster just read this and thought ah you know he's just this cool mm-hmm. quirky goofy guy. kind of right mm-hmm. until I get to the council later mm-hmm. and they bring him up and I, I I told you this before we even started the podcast it was one of my most like and like, doesn't wait, El, what doesn't like Elrond let me go back call him peculiar like yes, a strange I mean, he's a strange you know just he, he he does guys and we will get there and when yes. we get to that chapter we will reference this chapter again because yep. you know um, Gandalf even says like. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about the power that he has here and stuff and his yeah, dominion. Which, right. But he almost is like, it's just a trifle 
to him. It's just it doesn't really. He laughs. He he laughs this he laughs. off. The, the the ring and, and its power and stuff is insignificant. And, and here's the to other Tom Bombadil. Yes, and here's the other thing you talk so, about. You talk about the singing, and I that's that stuff is all new to me. I haven't gotten into the Silmarillion. I'm like I'm a Hobbit. I love the trilogy, yeah. so I've just kind of stayed there where yeah. it's safe. You know what I mean? With my, oh, yeah. my in my armchair, you know, with yep. my doilies and everything, <laughs> and. Um, so that's interesting to hear. It's new to me too, by the way, buddy. Well, so I know, gonna... but, that, but it's cool because you're teaching me too through this and we're all, you know, learning from each other. And it's, it's awesome because, you know, I, when I hear that, I think of, I think I said this last chapter, whenever we talked about it, I think of Aslan yes. in Chronicles of Narnia, yes. singing the world into creation. There's all these theories about when the world was started it, or when, when time, whatever, as we know it began, yes. it was, it was like an orchestra. It was like a song, a piece of, a piece of music. And so, but, and so, okay, Tom is always singing. He right, is. and you could say, "Oh, well, that's you know, a lot of characters are always singing. Elves are always singing, and dwarves are always singing, hobbits are singing." But they, those are like um, songs that are kept within a certain amount of time. Right, they start and stop. They're, they start and stop. Yeah, Tom wanders. He he is a wanderer, and I have it written down here later yeah. too. That we'll talk about. He wanders in and out of song. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know. Like it's almost like he's not conscious of when he's singing and when he's speaking. It's something that flows for him. Much right. like a river flows. Yes. But it's just his, it's such a part of who he is. Yeah. He's in and out of song. Yes. I mean, I'd say he's in song more than he's out of it. Right. You know, I mean, right. he's so, and, and it we, just fits. And we and it comes up later too, like the, the hobbits are like, oh, we're singing. Didn't right. even realize it. And Didn't he infects even, yes. others to, or not infects, that's a negative connotation. He yeah. inspires others yeah. to sing as well. Yep. So that's, that's interesting. That's unlike any other race in middle earth i think yeah and i think you could say that elves have songs you know yeah. that, that start and stop dwarves have songs that are even more you know start and stop hobbits have you know they're drinking songs there's right. a definite punchline at the end right there's a purpose for that song well there's an appreciation by goldberry uh, of frodo's singing and songs yes and, and you'll see it later in the council as well there's another uh, mention of like let's let's assess mr bilbo's singing and his song and his song work and his craftsmanship you know and things so <laughs> yeah uh, it's fun it's 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 kind of built around that, that. Cool, so man. It's, it's neat but oh this is so fun we okay. could i could literally spend another five ten minutes on we'll, it but we'll keep yeah let's keep no, going because we'll, we're gonna we'll get be, more yeah as it comes up i'll i'll mention it again so again and again like guys in terms of sheer pages i always remembered this chapter being longer Right. And in terms of sure pages, there's nothing. Like it's what, uh, 10, 10 pages? Mm-hmm. Right. So to, or 11 to think of how much Tolkien gets established here and right. that amount of. And it's so funny because you always hear, oh, he's so wordy. He rambles on forever. I, I like the older I get, the more I think that's the exact opposite. What he accomplishes, the economy of language that he uses is absolutely. Un- Believable. Absolutely. When you read Tolkien, you get your, you know, you get the bang for your buck. You, do. you really do. Uh, it's it's like unbelievable to think about what he accomplishes in the amount of time, or or sheer like number of words, especially when the word was so important to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's yeah, let's sit down at the table here for a little bit because they yeah. they had to go get cleaned up, right? So yes. She, and, she's attention. She's attention. More attention to detail. I think then. she's a typical wife, right? Yeah. I mean, typical woman who just like the man doesn't even, she's like, they might, they might want to get freshened up here. They might right. want to get cleaned up, Tom. He goes, Oh, Oh God. Yeah, duh. All right. right. Before that, even though she, she makes a, um, an interesting, uh, comment on when, you know, Frodo asks who he is. She says he's the master of the wood. So Frodo says, so all this strange land belongs to him. Mm. And she says, no, Good that'd point. be indeed a burden. She added in a low voice as if to herself. 
Interesting. Right. The trees and the grasses and all things growing or living in the land belong each to themselves. Right. Tom Bombadil is the master. No one has ever caught old Tom walking in the forest, wading in the water, leaping on the hilltops under the light and shadow. He has no fear. Tom Bombadil is master. And you'll have to check me on this, as, but I'm pretty sure that from now on, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. when Frodo addresses him, he only calls him master, which is also very interesting. Are you serious? I'm, I think. Like, double check me as okay. we go along. Yeah, but we will. every we time will. that he... Yeah. He doesn't talk to him very often. It's mostly just questions that he asks. Yeah. Um, and then Tom does a bunch of talking. I think you're right. And telling, I think it's just, he calls him master. Goodness gracious. Which is interesting. It's very also kind of well, like, I don't know, whatever. Um, yeah. If you, if you look at like the syntax of like, of the way he, uh, you know, Tolkien writes this too, yes. like you said, you know, at first he is, and then he has no fear. I mean, they're very short and direct. He has no right. fear. Right. You know, Tom Bombadil is master. It's, it's very, it's yeah. a very change in, in, in the way the sentence complexity you know, it's simplified, but it's there's so much there, but there. It's because the, the complexity just yes. went like a boom in your mind. It's like, whoa, right. wait, what is this? You know, less such is more. A, yes, yeah, and then and then also too, like the whole idea. And this is very Tolkien because this is what he believed. He believed that that nature and and also this this um gives more evidence that Middle Earth is a creature it, or uh, I'm sorry, it is a character. Yeah, right. Like even even Tom, who we're learning is this. He is the master. He's this whatever he is we can speculate the you know the the trees the the rivers the woods don't belong to him they belong to themselves right they are their own thing they are um mm-hmm. sacred yeah which is very important and that was you know he he like we we talked about before he was so against industrialization and machines and internal combustion so that that reverence he had for nature is really just like He's he's saying, hey, it's not even me just saying this. It's Tom, right? Tom, the one who was here before all this. He values right. nature like that. So That's if right. he does, we probably should too. Yeah. So yeah. interesting. Yep. Absolutely. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. That's good. That's a good little. Um, that's good for us to get into. So um, Tom comes in now. So yeah. Tom is Tom has walked in and, and Goldberry. They've sang their songs to her, and there she's told them about Tom. Yep. And he's like, "Let's eat," like you said, like let's <laughs> let's eat. Yeah. And um, you know, Goldberry says, uh, "You're talking about is it ready? You yeah. know, is everything ready?" He sees the stuff that's laid out too, doesn't yep. he? There's food here. Let's yep. see. Yep. Uh, I see yellow cream and, and honeycomb and white bread and butter, milk, yep. cheese, green herbs, ripe berries gathered. You know, is that? enough for us which i think is really <laughs> kind of funny yeah like oh we got these hobbits here right yeah he knows That's i know amazing. about these fellas he knows about the hobbits you know. yeah so is supper ready supper ready yeah um and sure it is tom but our guests aren't ready yet you yep. know like you had said so yeah i love that you said it he talks to himself tom tom your guests aren't <laughs> your, your guests are tired yeah uh and you had near forgotten you know come now merry friends and tom will refresh you you shall Clean, grimy hands and wash your weary faces. Cast off your muddy cloaks and comb your tangles. Yeah. And see, I had forgotten about this part. We were talking before about their their bath at Crick Hollow. Yeah. And we were like, well, it probably won't be a... They'll, they probably, probably won't have a bath until Rivendell. But that was right. like yesterday. Yeah, no. They had a bath yesterday. But they've right. gone through a lot of crap since they have, then. They have. You know, they almost died. So... Yeah. Um, right after this... Uh, yeah, you, <laughs> it's been a while. Be correct. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. So, but they get this They get this refreshment that's... It's interesting, too. You know, the, the bath was a big deal before. And it was like this whole long piece. And, mm-hmm. and it's almost like, hey, we've done that. So, we'll, we'll just... You know, they're going to get a bath. And we'll focus on other things here. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. not going to spend a lot of time on that again. Um, we also see here... So, I was reading this aloud to Sarah. And it's been a long time since I've read this chapter. 
Yeah. Um, been, been a long time. So this, you know, when, when we say this is a reread for us, it we're, we're catching things for the first, it feels like for the first time. Yeah. And, uh, we see when he leads them back, you know, they go through their room. There are four deep mattresses, each piled, uh, with white blankets laid on the floor along one side. Against the opposite wall was a low bench laden with wide earthenware bases, and beside it stood four stood uh, brown ewers filled with water, some cold, some steaming hot. There were soft uh, green slippers set ready beside each bed. And I was reading it to her, and I didn't really think much of it. And she just goes, "Wait, was he expecting them?" And I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, yeah, that's he was. why. That's why you're my Goldberry. That's right. <laughs> I, are they ready to eat?" Uh, right. They might need to, you know, wash up first. I'm sitting here going, oh, yeah, the, the, of course the slippers are there. And she goes, right. wait, was he expecting them? Uh, light bulb. Yeah. Duh. Yes. He was. He I was. mean, I mean, he, he was. absolutely was. And, right. like, uh, you know, the coincidence of having the four beds and the, all the stuff laid right. out. I mean, having four, you know. And, right. like, get, like, and, and because that was our biggest question at the end of last chapter was, you know, did Frodo call him? Help, help, help. Right. Did he hear the cry? Uh, was this just some sort of, like... Uh, magical meeting mm-hmm. where where uh, you know uh, prop uh, you know providence kind of mm-hmm. intervened or the right. you know the Valar like direct what what was it was it uh, did he hear them or was he drawn to them and so there are these little clues before we find out for sure from Tom of you know wow okay and the hobbits have to be sitting there going that's interesting four beds mm-hmm. four sets of slippers yeah you know, okay yeah so laying these little like you've like you've said before laying breadcrumbs for the for the reader to go. Aha. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Magical. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. okay. And before there's a, the next part here is where they start to kind of talk about, um, they're, they're refreshed, right? They yep. come out, they have been washed and now they're ready to sit down. And <clears throat> this drink that he, yeah. I mean, I love the detail that he, we have, we have a drink that, that helped them get through, um, you know, and Mr. Upshaw uh, needs this. Yes, he does. With, with Lent. He really does. It's as it's cold as clear. It's it's seemed to be clear cold water, but it went to the heart. It's just the way he words this too, man. Mm-hmm. I want this drink. It went to their hearts like wine and set free their voices. Right. So maybe a little and little enchantment there There's too. Obviously, in it. There's something. Right. In it. I were they roofied? Were the hobbits roofied? I don't know. I mean, from this point forward, I mean, it's it's already been kind of a, a haze and days, and uh huh, yeah, uh huh, mm-hmm. and they're like looking around, like, like yeah, just not. I can just imagine them nodding their heads. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh and like okay right. yeah and so they're not even talking no Mm-mm. it's amazing right. and maybe that's why the so the the, the bath scene prior it was like this big deal they were singing they're drinking they're they're this was a different bath probably right it was probably like imagine it was a silent bath right where they're just sitting there like nothing what? to tell yeah yeah they're probably just they're like what under a spell they're under, under a, spell. a spell yeah which is also we talked about this a little bit too. We had usually we don't discuss the chapter before. We want to like have all our reactions pretty organic on on uh, the reread, right? Right. But we did have a little bit. We talked a little bit, and, and we said some of this. We kind of wondered how Peter Jackson would have done it. Yeah. And we kind of were like, he may have played up the whole spooky aspect of a spell. Yeah, absolutely. Like you're under a spell, but it's you know, and and I don't know. You could you could go to a creepy side of that for sure. You could. I mean, like I, this. This is Tom good? Is he bad? What's he? You know, like because what I'll is tell this you, enchantment all about? Absolutely. The way I imagine it in my mind, uh, when I especially during this reread, is is there's all this singing, and it seems like Tom and Goldberry are like moving around very quickly, like, not quickly, but yet they're in and out. Like they're doing this and that, and the hobbits are just standing there, right? 
and like watch almost like their heads moving side to side. Yeah. Up and down, yeah. nodding their heads. It looking. is. It's almost kind of like a fairy tale. Yes. And they're just sort of there, uh-huh. uh, but they're being taken care of. Yes. And then they're eating like the, like, you know, only famished hobbits can. There right. was no lack. Yeah. Yeah. They're not you being know, mistreated. No. Not at all. Not even close. So, but it's, uh, but it's just different. We haven't seen the hobbits like this. No, we haven't. Yet. We haven't seen them sort of, uh, I don't know, beside themselves. And mm-hmm. they are. Yeah. Um, all yeah, right. so that drink sounds pretty good, doesn't it? It does. It really does. So, but um, the the guests were uh, then. Yeah. So here we go. Um, they 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 clear the table. So at last, you know, we're good. Yeah. Uh, the guests were commanded to sit quiet. Yeah. And were set in chairs, each with a footstool to his tired feet. Yeah. The word commanded, though. I know, and I made a point of that too. I was like, commanded. Yeah. Interesting. So it's almost like oh, you did. Yes. Yeah, it's almost like a mother and father, and these they're very childlike in this. Yeah. The childlike quality of these hobbits come out. Or, or maybe I don't know, just the, the, the powerful nature of Goldberry and Tom, mm-hmm. you know, commanded to sit down. They're led around everywhere. It was also interesting too. After they had that drink, um, to backtrack just a second, uh, yeah. uh, the guests became suddenly aware that they were singing merrily, as if it was easier and more natural than talking. Did we say that already? We might have said that, but okay. that's okay. Yeah, I but think... it was like they didn't even realize that they were singing. Right. It was it was easier to do that than than to and more natural. Yeah, to speak, and so you're right. Yeah, they they're commanded to sit down, not a not in a bad place though. I mean, they got a fire going, smells of applewood. I mean, take mm-hmm. me there, bro. Give me yeah. that drink, sit me Absolutely. down. I'm good for that. Absolutely. That'd be nice. Um, so yeah, so we are we're we're now commanded to sit down, uh-huh. and um, what happens next here? So uh, have peace, she said, until morning. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa! What happened before that though? That's pretty much. They, they're just yeah, sitting there, they're just sitting chilling down. out. They're, it's very interesting too because the, the light kind of changes, right? Yeah, we've got a fire, and then there's one lamp, one lamp, and two pair of candles. So that's the number three again. If you don't count yeah. the fireplace, that's three, right? Mm-hmm. In a couple paragraphs here, we have three dreams. One of those dreams is is so I'm reaching here obviously, but this is just a connection like I'm feeling. A lamp is brighter than two candles, right? One of those dreams is kind of more powerful than the other two. It's interesting. It's very interesting. Well, are they just sitting in chairs like like recliners about to go to sleep here? Not even their beds yet? Not even their beds. They're just, this is just a comfy, like, it's almost right. like this room is full of like aroma and, yeah. you know, you, you could just imagine like incense and stuff like, yeah, you know, like I mean? we are right here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a little darker. And she tells them, so, you know, have peace until morning. Mm-hmm. Heed no nightly noises for nothing passes door and window here, save moonlight and starlight mm-hmm. and the wind. Of the hilltop. Because they're, they're still in a, a scary place. The old forest is a scary place. So she's mm-hmm. trying to, you know, yeah. put them at ease. Again, like a mom. Yeah. It's very yep. motherly. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So sleep gathers on their eyelids. Um, and they, hmm. So Tom sat on a while beside them in silence. Mm-hmm. Which we don't get Tom, I mean, in silence a whole lot. Right. I mean, right. You know, so... Uh, while each of their the, them tried to muster the courage to ask one of the many questions yep. um, he had meant. So really, she's just saying goodnight as and she's leaving. She's leaving. Yeah. Yep. They're okay. kind of sitting by the fire, just, you know, relaxing. Relaxing. Okay. But they all want to ask these questions, right? Right. And then yeah. the only one who, and they're, they're starting to get really sleepy. It says <clears throat> sleep gathered on their, their eyelids, and at last Frodo spoke. So yep. he's asking. They all, they all had questions they wanted to ask because obviously they had a lot of questions they needed answered. Right. And then Frodo asks, you know, did you hear me calling master? Again, master, mm-hmm. or was it just a uh, chance that brought you at that moment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Tom's almost kind of in a dream here. Like it, it says he stirred like a man shaken out of a pleasant dream. Eh? What? Right. 
said he. Did I hear you calling? Nay, I did not hear you. Uh, I was busy singing. Just chance brought me then. If chance, you call it. Right. Okay, what does that mean? That's kind of interesting in and of itself. He's saying, do you call it chance? Is it something? I don't know. That's interesting. It was no plan of mine, though. I was, though I was waiting for you. We heard news of you and learned that you were wandering. We guessed you'd come ere long down to the water. All paths lead that way, down to Withywindle. Old gray willow man, he's a mighty singer, and it's hard for fo- for little folk to escape his cunning mazes. So there you go. That was an answer that was right. to our one of our questions, too. It was. So he's almost kind of, Frodo asked one question. He's kind of answering all of them. You know, one of us, our questions was, is, is something divine redirecting these paths? Is it the forest itself? And he pretty much just says, that's that's the old willow man. But He was know, the one directing these I paths. I think my question, one of my questions in the previous chapter was, would, would, the, would old willow man have killed them? And right. it sounds like they just there's mazes down there and would would he actually have done that or right. is it just sort of like and, and he's almost toying with them? Yes. You know? Or or is it more fun for him to torture them? Ooh. Than to kill him. It's getting a little dark. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, though? I know, he, I know. Tom goes on to talk about that, and I just thought of that right now as you're saying that. Yeah. Tom goes on to talk about the malice that the trees mm-hmm. have towards uh yeah. well, towards really anything that's not a part of them. Yeah. So maybe yeah, maybe you're right. He and he could have killed him easily. Easily. Right. Yeah. And so maybe it was to either to either play with them and toy with them, or even maybe just kind of to, to to put them in distress. And really, I mean, if you're having fun with that, that is kind of torture, isn't it? If someone's distressful in distress, and you're like having fun with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. torture, dude. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah. But Tom had an errand there again, talking about himself in the third person. Yeah, I know. But his his errand is it's this is neat. I mean. You know, he's master, but mm-hmm. yet it's almost like, I wonder if this was like an anniversary time thing for him. It said it is, but mm-hmm. essentially it's when he met, mm-hmm. you know, his Goldberry. fair Goldberry yep. and he goes back to this spot and he gathers these, uh, lilies, these uh-huh. white lilies, uh-huh. which, you know, in the last chapter it was like, make sure we don't, you know, he, right. don't mess he, he up, set dude. them down gingerly. Like yep. this is the reason I was going right. down there right. boys, you know? And it's interesting too, because he says, you know, it's chance if you call up, but then we learn here in that next um, and it's always it's interesting how we get this sudden glint of blue in his eyes when something magical is about to be revealed or something special is happening, right? It seems like right. we, this happens a few times and it's he, he makes special, uh, Tolkien makes special note that we catch that glint of blue. Uh, we learn here that the, the timing of it is, defi- is definitely, That's there's a touch unreal. of destiny there. I just noticed that. Yeah, because he was like, you know, it proved well for you. You know, I was going down there regardless. But mm-hmm. this was the last time. You know, I was going down there, and I won't be going back until the spring. So if they had been a couple of days later, right? Uh, earlier, I guess it wouldn't have mattered. But if they'd been, if their timing would have been off, uh, maybe either way, he yeah. might not have been there to help them. Well, and and that makes me think about the idea that you know Gandalf is is sort of later on, kind of says, guys, you know, Tom's on his own schedule, right? He he. I mean, it's not what he says, but it's it's essentially. The gist of it is right. that he, which is a lot like Gandalf. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's got his own concerns. He's uh-huh. got his own things that he's worried uh-huh. about, and uh-huh. so he's almost caught up in his own cycle here of yeah. worshiping Goldberry. Maybe, yeah, he being the maybe creator worshiping his own works. I mean, <laughs> and lost in it, right? I mean, that get a little Absolutely. dark, but I mean, that could be no, no, that, that could be something, right? And I see crazy? a glint of blue in your eyes, I, right? Is something that, magical about to happen? I don't know, man. You have very Tom Bombadil eyes, as thank you very much. Uh, you're welcome. That. You could but, have said um, the same about me, but um, so just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's just kind of interesting. This timing is 
That's, that's magical. There's there's something, there's, there is a higher power. And he says, you know, do you want to call it? It was by chance if chance is what you want to call it. Or maybe we could call it something else as. Maybe we could call it divine timing. Maybe we could call it yeah. some sort of destiny. It, it makes you think, you know, like half of me thinks that he is the creator. The, the other half of me, uh, that, he's, that, he's, that he's very up there like the, you know. Right. The, he's just a spirit. Right. Yeah. But not necessarily the creator. Right. Maybe. You know, right. he's just gotten carried away. In, and doesn't in that this, sound like, doesn't that know? kind of sound like a creator thing to do though? Yeah. Like I created this, but you know. And he's gone a little. Maybe if you realize it, yeah, go look, look, you know. Yeah. And he's he's he's, he's in so the, old that that he might that he appears strange to us. Yeah, yep, I know. Man, it's so interesting. interesting, dude. It is. It is. There really is no. I mean, the cool thing about him is you can you can throw out the craziest ideas, and yeah. they, they don't really seem that crazy. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Because he's just we we we're given that that permission to to imagine and and we are we and are. speculate and wonder with him. So we are. We are. Yeah. Um. So so right after that, they um, Frodo, you know, he's got one more question. One more question. Something, something, and, and you're right. He says, "Tell us, Master." Right again. You're right. You might master. be right about this. Yeah. Um, about the Willow Man. What mm-hmm. is he? I have never heard of him before. Mm-hmm. And then Mary, no, don't said Mary. <laughs> together, <laughs> sitting suddenly upright. Not now. Not until the morning. Right. Um, you know that is right. Said the old man. Uh, now said the old man. Um, mm. now is the time for resting. Some things are ill to hear when the world's in shadow. Sleep till the morning light. Rest on the pillow. So we have this, yeah, we have this uh, recurring, you know, idea again that um, mm-hmm. some things are ill to hear while the world's in shadow. He just said so that that follows what we've heard Gandalf. That's right. Remember they had they saved that conversation about the ring and yeah. the shadow of the past for the day. Uh huh. Yep. Um. And then it's also kind of playing off that idea that, you know, we need to get indoors before we talk about this. It's the same kind of thing. Like, there are certain things you should save for certain times. Absolutely. And I think, yep. you know what, man? I think we need more of that. Yeah. I think that's an old old concept that because we're mm-hmm. so instant now and, you know, I'm so freaking ADHD. Yeah. You know, I just, yeah. it's such a damn problem for me. Yeah, there you go. That, you know, uh, that we that would be good for us, I think. You know, now is yeah. not the time for that. There is, there is a time for that, but... Maybe yeah, not it's, now. It's, Maybe not uh, at three o'clock in the morning. Right. Hour. It, it almost, I guess, for us, it's it uh, reminds me of like an older time when, you know, when things were, you yeah. know, said in either private company or, or public company. You just had sure. to, depending on where you're at, your audience, you know, just the way in which you spoke and, yeah. and things changed. A little more intentionality. Um, yes. Yeah. 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 Versus just a free for all. Right. But say whatever you want. You do know. whatever you want. Yeah. 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 So interesting. Yeah. All right. So now um, we we get into the dreams, don't we? Yes, we do. We do. They yeah. lie down and and uh, you know again they've got uh, blankets made of white wool, which is you know probably like an honor to uh, Goldberry's beautiful skin. You know, whatever. It's it's all it's all paying tribute to her. Um. So we have three dreams. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Frodo has a dream. Pippin has a dream. Mary has a dream. Mm-hmm. You want to get you want to get into this? Yeah, let's get into it a little bit. Okay. Um, you know. Frodo starts to he, he sees this um, a young moon rising um, under its thin light. There loomed before him a black wall of rock, mm-hmm. pierced by a dark arch like a great uh, great gate. It seemed to Frodo that he was lifted up and passing over. He saw that the rock wall was a circle of hills, and that within it was a plain. And in the midst of the plain stood a pinnacle of stone, like a vast tower, but not made by hands. 
On its top stood the figure of a man. The moon, as it rose, seemed to hang for a moment above his head and glisten in... Uh, lost a spot here. And glisten in his, his white, white hair. hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as the wind stirred up. So I think, you know, we kind of... You know, this is this is one that we know, you said, from context, from context right? And from, what this yeah. is. Mm-hmm. So is he... Is it a dream then? Dude, and that, that was... I, I wanted to hear your thoughts on this. Wait, did you say that in your notes? I'm not even looking at your notes. Um, so but I actually haven't been either. Um, no, let, I, let me I see just, what I say here. Uh, I just said it, it's... Well, keep, keep going. Keep because, going. Well, my question is, to, is it a dream? Um, right. Is he dreaming? Like, well, I guess you have to get into the nature of dreams. What, what, what are they? Right. It's almost like this... He's tele- seeing something. Like this, this telepathic... Uh, uh, like I don't know, like um, he's um, there. He's seeing what's right, actually happening. Right. He's yeah. he's transported to this yeah. um, this actual event. It's not a dream. It's not interpretive. It's what's actually going on. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, for the proof to... that he is he's an elf friend. Yeah. Right. So, because his dream is something that is is mm-hmm. much is a is a lamp compared to the two candles of the other dreams. Yes. It's a brighter light. It's wow. more important. It's something just... that's actually happening. Yeah, for our deep and sweaty fans, um, or you know, our listeners who are gonna like make note of that you said two candles, mm-hmm. you know, and those two light, like the lights, the mm-hmm. idea that in the histories here, like the different lights that sort of the towers and the, and the mm-hmm. and yeah. So mm-hmm. wow, I'm just mm-hmm. now like putting some of this to, to in my head like together. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's awesome. Good because you're right. You know, he he says suddenly, um, suddenly a shadow like the shape of a great like the shape of great wings passed across the moon. Yep. You know, and so all this stuff is is we find out later, you know, what happens to Gandalf and he tells right. the story. So again, right. we said when we're doing this reread, hopefully you've, you've seen the movies or you at least have, you and, know, and, and immediately to reread as, us, so. as I'm reading this and I see the wings, I'm like, I read the part of the wings. I'm like, Oh, that's yeah, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I, I, I go to right. that moment in the, in the films that is so powerful. Yeah. A mighty, wow. and it even- At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. As a mighty eagle swept down and bore him away, the voices wailed and the wolves yammered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, suddenly, a shadow like the shape of great wings passed across the moon. Yeah, what is this part here? The the figure lifted his arms, and a light flashed from the staff that he wielded. That he wielded. Um, you know who is that? Is that Gandalf? Is that Gandalf? Or is that is uh, signaling Guahir? Or yeah, I don't know. Is right. it? Because um, I'm a little saturated sometimes with the with the, with movieisms and how right. things happen. Well, you're right because in the movie yeah. Saruman was up there. Right. So in the books, I mean in the, they've only talked about one one um one individual up there, one yeah. man. That's right. And so they didn't say there was someone else and they're saying he's his arms, so I'm guessing it's guessing it's Gandalf, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It's got to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
But you're um, right, yeah, because in the movie it's different. Yeah. Well, and actually in the movie doesn't make how does he get his staff back? You know, like they don't yeah, exactly. ever, ever explain that. Right. But yeah, that's a good um, point. So anyways, but yeah, there's um and then there's this bit about black writers too, right? Mm-hmm. Very so, interesting. So, so he hears that and mm-hmm. um you know, those are always kind of haunting his, yeah. his, his We haven't had to deal with them for a while. Right. It's it's yeah. been a while. So Yeah. Um all right, yeah, so uh, he lay motionless, still listening, um, yeah. but all was now silent, and at last he turned and fell asleep again or wandered into some other unremembered dream. Which is very interesting. Yeah. But we it don't know is. what else he dreams about or what that unremembered dream, what that even means. Right, yeah. I don't know what that means. Me neither. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, interesting, too, how he, uh, you know, he this, this confronts him with that, oh, yeah, okay. I've almost forgotten about all my problems and the reason I'm reason we're here and okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Am I going to be able to leave this place when the time comes? It's almost like the same kind of feeling he had in Crick Hollow, just even stronger. It mm-hmm. seems like, you know, Crick Hollow, he was like, gosh, I wish I was really staying here. And then now he's, he's here in the house of Tom and he's like, am I going to be able to leave? Am mm-hmm. I, I, this yeah. is what I'm going back into. Yeah. You know, those black riders are still out there and, and my task isn't done yet. So, so what is this though? I mean, that's my. I don't know, dude. But be, because so know, is this happening this why night? Why does he have this ability, or you know, what is this for? Touched by an elf. Here's the thing: is it, is it his proximity to Tom Bombadil? You know oh, what I mean? Oh, that's you a think great. That's, maybe right. That's a great. I didn't even think about that. Maybe we, he. We always think it's the elf friend connection and it's these different things, but these dreams, you know, could be sure. Right? Maybe he's a he's a he's like a illuminating. Yeah. Frodo even more. Maybe he's allowing him to tap into this, yeah, like this third person thing where he's almost an out of body experience, witnessing what's going on, a, a godlike consciousness. Who else in this, by the way, in this series, like speaks in third person like this about themselves? I mean, I don't know. That I don't in, know. That, I don't, I, we haven't got there, but and, I don't think anyone. And else there's does. that number again as three. Well, does Gollum? I mean, he, yeah, he does. Well, he's Schmeagol kind of dual personality, right? That's thing. a little different. But, but thir- third person, and again, there's that there's that idea three, right? Yeah. Very interesting. It is very interesting. Three dreams. You know, two candles and one bright light. Three. It's just crazy. Yeah, well, the idea of being omnipresent and things like that and, and all of that, you know, that's what you're... Yeah. Um, and wandering in and out and dancing between two worlds and... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, As That's a great question. I, I, I would almost... I'd almost go with that. I'd say, like, because of his, like you said, proximity to Tom, maybe it's something yeah. about the house, too. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. that we, we, we see, you know, as we go on because, to, you know, like was the purpose of it, you know, is it, he has uh-huh. a dream and he's supposed to go, what help or right. what, what information does it give him? See, it doesn't seem to really give him a whole lot. No, it just sort of, it opens us. Maybe it's, maybe it was Tolkien's way to kind of say, this is also happening at the same time sure. for a reference. More of a literary or, device. Yeah. Than, just, yeah. just something or story to narrative device. pinpoint something mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. us, you know? Um, yeah. Cause when, later on we hear about it. It's like, oh, okay, that's why. They and, were dreaming about it, and that right. was happening at the same time that they were at Tom's house. You and, know? I, and I think that we forget, too, because we know what's going to happen. I, I wish we could go back and have never read this before. I know. Like, a reread is cool, but I, I, you know, and have never seen the movies. Because as a reader, reading this for the first time, you're still wondering, what the hell happened to Gandalf? I know. You're, Where you're, the hell is he? Right. And you might not actually get that. Wow, that looked like that hurt. <laughs> it's good. Is the mic okay? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Good. Um, Bad boy. But, you know... You're right because what else could this be? You know what I mean? It uh, we don't if you didn't know it was an an escape or whatever right. it could be. Right. So many different things. Do we know? Do we know? Have we had? We haven't had a description of of Isengard yet. Mm-hmm. We no. don't know about Orthanc. Yeah. Uh, 
we, I mean, so maybe the eagle reference would tap back into the Hobbit, right? How yes. eagles have saved people before, and True. specifically Gandalf. True that. So that might yep. be if you're an astute, uh, you know, reader and you've read the Hobbit, you might go, oh, okay, well, right. that's who that could be. And there's a staff, and he's a man. Yeah. And yeah. There's an eagle. So. Yep. But that your great point, dude. I didn't even think about that. Uh, that maybe that's with um, uh, be, because of being in old Tom's house, the master mm-hmm. himself. Yeah. So interesting. And then Pippin's and Mary's. I've been I've been comparing them their their three dreams to the three lights because Frodo's seems more elevated. It's a it's a lamp that Goldberry had, and mm-hmm. then there were these two candles. So there were also significant dreams, but they were more kind of immediate and playing on their fears. So Pippin's is about. Old Man Willow, right? Kind of mm-hmm. feeling like he's reaching into the house. So when he was he was swallowed up by Old Man Willow. Right. Right. Mary was only half in, so he was pretty freaked out. But Pippin for sure thought he was going to die. So it makes sense that he would have this dream. Um, you know, and they're, and they're still in an enchanted place. I mean, you know, is that is that Old Man Willow still influencing mm-hmm. his fears? I don't know. I mean, you know, they say that Tom is the master, but they still have... Uh, yeah, you know, he still have powers. He still has powers. He's a very but it's powerful Hjorn. Where do you direct your power to, as Tom? It just sort of seems like mm-hmm. he's got his own, you know, cycle of things that he's doing, and sure. And so it's like he so tells a dream them, could sneak in there. But he, his words carry sing-songy words carry mm-hmm. so much weight because it reminds Pippin here. You know, he he remembered. He seemed to hear the echo of words in his ears. Yeah. You know, fear nothing. Right. Have have peace until morning. He'd know right. nightly noises. Yeah. They knew they would hear things. They knew. Yes. Right. Yeah. Which means it leads me to believe like they. But don't fear. Know what the effect of this house and the fact yeah. they would have on mortal beings. Yeah. You know. And so yeah, you're right. So it's it freaks him out. He's he are there. He's like, are there willows close? You know. And then you're right. His fear is replaced with those words. And then he goes back to sleep, no mm-hmm. problem. Yeah. So again, some enchantment there. I mean, just yeah. to hear those words and be put back to sleep. And then Mary's, he has a, a <laughs> dream about this shoreless pool. So I, I was thinking, like, you know, his he spent the whole so he spent the whole previous day trying to lead them away from water. Mm-hmm. He wanted to keep them away from the river. Uh, that was his job, and he was the one tasked with kind of getting them through the old forest. Even Frodo was like, you know, make sure that we get through here. All right, come on, man, you you've been here before. And so in this dream, the water comes to him and finds him, and he's afraid he's going to drown. Right. And so um, that's kind of how I, I kind of read it. it was like it's it, wow. the, what he feared all day was was finding him even in this place of safety, and it freaked him out. What do yeah. you What do you think? I was thinking about the um, he's from Buckland and mm-hmm. the River Folk too. Right. That's true. Yeah, that's a whole other piece too. It's that makes sense. His might be attached to that. Sure. Yeah. They're, they're they're used to crossing. Um, you know, Buckleberry Ferry and, yep. and different things, you yep. know, so. And there, but it's interesting too that his fear is drowning, but Bucklanders don't fear that as much. Right, yeah. Isn't that interesting? It is, it is interesting. And so, so maybe drowning doesn't necessarily mean within water. Maybe he's feeling some other kind of, maybe it was that burden of trying to get them through, or maybe knowing that he still has to get them through the rest of the old forest. They're going to have to leave. And that's going to be kind of on on Mary a little bit too. What are you seeing? I see your eyes. There's a glint of blue. Uh, Come on, man. Come no, on, Tom. Um Again, you, I guess when you're picturing it, I mean, I'm the human, if you think of like a Disney movie, I, I need to go back and watch the old uh, animated the Hobbit boxing. or the, the Lord of the Rings series uh-huh. to see, was this in that? I don't Did, know. Never, I've never seen that. I one. heard that it was cut out, actually, that it was cut out there, wait, Tom wait, Bombadil wait, stuff. Okay, you're right. I, yeah, okay, I did that research. Um, he, uh, Tom Bombadil does not appear in the Bakshi film. Right. Does not appear in the 1981 radio drama station on BBC, and obviously he wasn't in the trilogy. Holy so smokes. No. And, and we'll talk about this later too, but I, I think that's like what a shame that Tolkien obviously thought enough of him 
to create this this character and then in almost every like adaptation we've had it's like oh he's not really important enough yeah dude uh so i was doing some research too and i was reading up on um when his editors and stuff when they when they first sort of like looked at this they said oh so tom tom bombadil is going to be like the the hero like well, come back in and sort of do right i mean i was and that's like, what you would think what? right like, it's almost kind of setting it up for this dude yeah. this he's he's the perfect adversary of sauron right Right, there's I mean, gonna be he would some... be the, the the light to his darkness kind but of a deal, I, and it was very intentional, I think, by him to say, "Yeah, I set this up." You would think that's what an author would do, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. But it's all about the the subtlety of these these small, right. you know, hobbits who are going because to face you, this exactly. great danger. Exactly, and it's because you would expect the most powerful to take on the most powerful. Right. What Tolkien wanted to do was it's unexpected. It, right, right. Yeah. So. And, it, and it's the least of these. It's the it's the ordinary people, yeah. like the, like Gandalf's. Uh, um, Aside in in the Hobbit films, where he says, you know, it's the ordinary folk every single day yes. that keeps the darkness at bay. That's right, because that gives hope to us. It does it, it gives hope to does. us because yeah. we're we're ordinary, normal folk. Like, and to know that we have the power um, to defeat evil by doing good is that's what the story's all about. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know. It's awesome. Awesome Dang. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> So now something interesting right at the end there is as far as he could remember, Sam slept through the night. I love this. In deep con- and deep content <laughs> if logs are contented. Are contented. And I yeah. love this because you would look at this, right? And, and people would probably go, oh, okay, well, of course, Sam mm-hmm. the simpleton doesn't have a dream. He's not simple. He's pure. Yeah, come on. Come on. He has nothing. He wasn't Sam, in, yep. he has nothing else to worry about. Yeah. He has nothing else haunting him. He Sam is doing everything he needs to do. Yeah. His his mission is clear. He knows what he has to do and he has not faltered or failed once. Yeah. He's not someone either to who was like longing for an unexpected journey or quest no, or things you're like right. that. So he's someone who just always fascinated by it, but it wasn't right. something that he There's a need. Right. And he realizes, you know, right. Right. I need to be the companion. I need to go a little further. You know, with my friend. And I think, it, and dude, okay, here you go again. And this would, it's just interesting because like Sam is, is the biggest hero yeah. in this story for me. I, I think that he is by far the reason everything good happens in the story. Yeah. But here yeah. again, you you know, what we're talking about, the most important dream is Frodo's and then Mary and Pippin have dreams too, but Sam has nothing. Mm-hmm. Again, the most unexpected yeah. hero. Yes. You're right. The the one that legends are told. Of. I know. I know. Sam Wise the Brave. I know. It's great. It's, Ugh, it's literally great. It's amazing. So 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 they 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 all wake up. Um, all four at once. At once. Dude, right. they're like robots, man. I know. I know. Um, um, so Tom's moving about. He's whistling. Um, and they heard him stir. He clapped his hands and cried, "Hey, come, Mary Dole, Mary Dole, my hearties." Um, he drew back the yellow curtains, and the hobbits saw that these had covered the windows at either end of the room, right. one looking east and the other looking west. west. All right. So there You know, were, and that makes me think, I don't know, like yeah. I just, that is, I find it very inspiring. And I just feel like, dude, someday as I want to make a Lord of the Rings podcast with you, it just yeah. makes me think that that's <laughs> looking to the east, looking to the west, new and what has yet to come and also what will be. And I just think, We've got to do it. Dude, yeah. The time let's, is now. We we have do to do it. Do the it. most important thing is we got to get the name right. spot on. We got to get it just right. Right. Do you have any ideas? Uh, yeah. Let's dream um, a little bit. Let's dream. <laughs> about uh, 
Tom Bombadil in the house podcast. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one. I like that. Um, okay, and this is just off the top of my head. Yeah. The Fatty Bumpkin podcast. Yeah, that's a good. One. Bumping and grinding. Kind of going along with the t- uh-huh. Tom yeah. Bombadil in the house. Yeah. Maybe. Right. Um, Baggins uh, Party of Four. Like kind of a Seinfeld yeah. type deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about the forced perspective? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's great. That's we do great. that kind of. That's sort of absolutely thing. great. It applies to everything um, within Middle Earth. Yeah. Feeling um, horny in a oh. pod- podcast. Whoa, um, feeling horny. I thought I was going to say in the morning. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. That could be good. Uh, yeah. We're getting close there. We're getting close. It's good. The music, the music was a nice touch. That was it was nice, and, and it we've was been very, wanting that for a while. It just helps that was us. very unexpected. I was looking in the book and not in your notes. So very, very unexpected. unexpected. Good job. Mark. I don't know what you're talking about. That I comes don't know. from that's spontaneous. We haven't that's started. Never, we haven't started one yet. So never planned out. We'll get to it. We will someday. All right. Until then, let's just get back to this. Let's yeah, I just I thought it was interesting too how they woke up all at once. Very weird. Yeah, they're well rested. Um, that I doesn't think, happen in any other part of the story. Right. Remember. They're yeah. never waking up at the same time. It's always Pippin, and then it's Frodo and the and Fatty Bulger, you know. Oh, I, I do remember this. So I love this scene here where uh, he runs to the to, to the window, mm-hmm. and he found himself looking into the uh, like the kitchen uh, garden, mm-hmm. gray with dew. Mm-hmm. And I love whenever I see images of like dew and mist and fog. Mm-hmm. Like the, like those those are some, those are some of my favorite um, mornings, or you know, just I, I love some mystery to the day. I love that, you know. Yeah. Um, and they start talking about the the weather, right? They do. They the, do. The, and the yeah. description here is beautiful. It was a pale morning in the east behind long clouds like lines of soiled wool stained red at the edges. How did he do this, man? I can envision these fluffy wool strung out clouds mm-hmm. that have just that hint of a red sunrise yeah. around the edges. Right. Gosh. Um, lay glimmering uh, deeps of yellow. The sky spoke of rain to come, but the light was broadening quickly and the red flowers on the beans began to glow against the wet green leaves. Yeah. It's beautiful. It is. beautiful. It is. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, And then you have Pippin. He's looking out the the western window Mm -hmm. uh, down into a pool of mist. Uh, The forest was hidden under fog. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a a fold or a channel where the mist was broken into... um, and you've got this like, oh, it's down into the valley of the Withy Windle, mm-hmm. right? So the stream ran down the hill on the left and vanished into the white shadows. So it feels like they're in looking down on a cloud. So that's why we call this section Breakfast in the Clouds. They're, yeah. They feel like they're just kind of like sitting on this, this cloud. Yeah, there was yeah. no willow tree to be seen. Thank God. <laughs> so many Gotta willow references, of that. Uh, you know, in, in the last chapter. Yeah. Um, something interesting, too, there's, there's like string, there's like string green beans mm-hmm. yeah i thought that was just really cool like this, uh, mm-hmm. you see these like their garden right yep. pretty cool and huh? you kind of forget sometimes that it's just like this you know well-tended garden right there you know right. it's where they're getting all their they're growing their their food there. and again a, a food that kind of sort of um you know uh pays homage to goldberry yeah you know the, the slender green yeah. like the reeds on the river mm-hmm. just so interesting yeah yeah no willow to be seen thank goodness yeah, absolutely. So, good morning, merry friends, cried Tom, opening the eastern uh, window wide. A cool air flowed in. It had a rainy smell. Rainy smell. Yeah. I like um, that. I can, I, can, I can smell that. You know what I mean? It's this time of year. Yeah. That cold. It was this morning. That cold, rainy smell out there. That wet smell. 
moist, <laughs> oh if you will. Oh my gosh. He says, he was talking about how he was waking people up and, you know, I wake in Goldberry singing under the window, but not wakes Hobbit folk in yeah. the early morning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, I, I, in my notes here, I said, Tom rags on the Hobbits for staying up, yeah. staying up late and sleeping in long and lets them know that if they don't come quickly to breakfast, they'll have grass and rainwater. Yeah. Just joking with them, but the hobbits don't want to test them. They don't want no. to find out if that's true. So they no, they, they scurry off to uh scurry off to, to breakfast there. Yeah. 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 Um, um so the, and they eat that they eat their breakfast without Goldberry and without Tom. They're mm-hmm. at the at the um they're they're just kind of moving around, aren't they? Like they're, yeah, they're in and out. They're they're, they're they're doing their own thing, which right. goes back like when they first got there, same sort of thing. I mean, they're doing their own thing. Right. They're on their own on pl- they're on their own plane. Isn't it different? It's very different from like Farmer Maggot where you oh, sit yeah. down and you're talking to them and you're, right. when you invite someone into your home, it's sort of like, yeah, I got to entertain. I've got to like right. talk to them and, and carry on this conversation. But right. nope, nope. They are about their business. And, yep. you know, I don't know. You kind of have to fit into their, mm-hmm. you know, ins and outs and mm-hmm. doings and things. They're not rescheduling their life for you. No. No. It's just it's just interesting. It just shows you this. They're there in this world, but not really. Yeah, you know. I know it's amazing. Again, like going in between. Yeah. Two worlds almost. Um, they only left the table after it was starting to look rather empty. So they made sure they cleared up the uh, uh, cleared yeah. up breakfast there. Right. And then now we we get all this that rain that starts to come in. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. And. Um, they heard the clear voice of Goldberry singing up above them. Oh, there's another thing that See, I noticed. Yeah. There's Good. all this uh, recurring thing with Goldberry going from up to down, top to bottom, as like a, like a river flows. Okay. You know, her voice. Okay. Oh, where did I? I wrote it down somewhere. Let me. Ah. You said, yeah, you get, you get these high to low motifs. Um, she yeah. sings the rain into being. Yeah. You know? Yeah, top to bottom, and even the way she's when we when we first meet her, she's described. I mean, this happens a lot, but she's described from her, from the top of her head, yeah, to her toes, all huh. the way down, yeah, top to bottom. Um, interesting, so kind of yeah. interesting. Maybe there's nothing there, but it was just it was just interesting to notice that. Um, and then also, the mist and the fog. There's a switch here, you know, is used to heighten our paranoia and enclose or isolate us from knowledge before. And mm-hmm. it shrouded our path. It kept us kind of um, claustrophobic a little bit previously, but now it's like a welcome. It's a welcome change because it delays their departure. That's right. So all this rain starts happening, and long story short, Frodo's just like, "Sweet, we get to stay here another day. We're not leaving today." It's but raining again, so hard. Is that divine? Sure. Because if if Goldberry is the one singing the rain into being, right. right. If they have control and dominion over this land, right? You know, and it's just—I don't know—they could just say you're staying here, right? You know, for another day. But Sit it's almost down, just sort of like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's—it's it's like, yeah, you know, we, we need the rain and we need this and this, and it's going to work for you guys too. So, and we've, yeah, we send you out a day earlier, you'll be caught, and we can't have that. And exactly. not really a huge deal. We could fix it, but you know, it's, and so do they, they know? Are they buying time for them? Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah, and it is her washing day, right? Or, yeah. or a week or whatever, however right. long it is. Right. But it's again, it's that whole the whole timing is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Like if they arrive a week later, none of this happens. Right. You know what I mean? It's very yeah. interesting. Um, if you guys have this wow. version, by the way, the uh, what is this one in the? Uh, That's the uh, the Alan Lee illustrated. It's like an anniversary. 
special super edition. awesome maybe we'll take a picture of this yeah, yeah. and post it it's just the um it's a picture of his house his house it's it really was cool. cool i actually went on so after i found that um that um piece of brandy hall mm-hmm. i've been yeah. trying to look for just illustrations of different places that we that we're coming into and there's a lot of stuff people have done with with tom's house it's kind of cool to imagine what that would what that would look like so yeah. but alan lee's illustrations are beautiful just amazing right now here's where what it gets got? here's where some of this gets interesting yep. yep he then told them many remarkable stories sometimes half as if speaking to himself sometimes looking at them suddenly with a bright blue eye there under his deep See? brows there you go yeah there's something to that right there is there is he told him tales of bees and flowers, the ways of trees, the strange creatures of the forest, about the evil things and the good things, things friendly and things unfriendly, cruel things and kind things, mm-hmm. uh, and, and secrets um, hidden under the brambles. Right? Pretty awesome, man. It is awesome. So how long did this take? And that's when we that's get into question, some of that, right? right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. How long were they there? Um, right. So this is all going on when Goldberry's out of the house. It's her washing day, her autumn cleaning. Uh and so yeah it's this and it doesn't even i think tom even says did you say this it's the it's the perfect day this is this is what we should be doing today um no i don't think i did ah, um, dang it sorry yeah no, i might have missed that so this is her washing day um it's a good day for long tales for questions and for answers so tom will start the talking there you go um yeah you had something in here about him being what is this um so tom starts talking and apparently Talks for oh yeah, it was how long? Did right, he talk? how long does he? Right, yeah, it's it's crazy. Right, right. Oh, he, Tom is indeed waterproof. Where did that come from? Except his boots. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He um when he enters, when when he, when he comes in. God, sorry, man. There's just so much stuff. There's here. so much. I know, but that's, um, that's a cool. Yeah, one. nothing could be seen all around the house but falling water. I thought that was kind of interesting too. Uh, Frodo stood near the open door. I loved this description. I'm sorry, I got to go back and Frodo stood near the open door and watched the white chalky path turn into a little river of milk and go bubbling down into the valley. Mm-hmm. Just, that's, I don't know, you can cool. envision that. You know what that looks like. Tom Bombadil came trotting around the corner of the house, waving his arms as if he was warding off the rain, except for his boots. Okay. So he's like okay. just, he's moving the rain away from him. Wow. That is interesting. I never, Weird, yeah. right? That is interesting, hmm. yeah. Makes me wonder if he doesn't like baths. Maybe he doesn't like being washed up. <laughs> yeah. He likes that earth on him. Yeah. He's the, yeah. Um, okay. So, so no, no, Tom has begun the talking and he's, he's telling these stories, right? Um, and so they, they listen, they begin to understand the lives of the forest. Yes. Apart from themselves. Yes. And, you know, there's this, um, you know, they feel themselves as strangers where all the things were at home. Yeah. So that's interesting. And there are, you have hobbits who are are creatures who love things that grow. Wild things. Yeah. You know, and they, they actually enjoy that. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, I don't know. It's almost, it's almost, there's, yeah, you're right. There's a different energy here, which we felt in the last chapter too. Uh, And he goes to talk about, um, you know, how old the forest is and um, talks about how they they have sort of had a fallen status, right? Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. used, that used to be all of Middle Earth or most, most of Middle Earth was, was what the old forest was. It was there, there were this, it was ancient forest covering throughout. And they talk about how um, he goes on to talk about the fallen status turns to malice Mm-hmm. Right, because they're they're cut back and they're kind of cornered in, and they you know they were there first, 
And so that's that's he's explaining the root of what happened to them pretty much with Old Man Willow. Is he's saying this is why they are this way. This is why when you come into the old forest, there's a sort of hostility um, that you know we get a glimpse into their uh, their past, mm-hmm. and and you can kind of understand it. He's really yeah. helping us uh, sympathize, I guess, with with the trees. Um, they're ancient. Yeah, they're original. He says they're the fathers of the fathers of trees. Yeah. Right? Yep. Uh, they once reigned supreme and that time is no more. And that, I mean, that's just natural. When when your time is passed, you, you get a little grumpy. You, you don't feel appreciated. Um, shoot, we heard it in the Chris Stapleton song when we were getting ready. Yeah, we did. Right? Yeah. Like my time's yeah. gone. My time is, 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 my prime is passed. You should have seen me. You should have seen me in my prime. You should have seen me when I shined. So we learn how Old Man Willow has become their leader too. He kind of has stretched his roots uh, and his and his his reach throughout the entire forest, so that he is dominion over all of the woods. He was also explained that too, how his roots almost went. You can imagine this infrastructure of roots going mm-hmm. from from the head, from the high hay, from the hedge, all the way to the Barrow Downs, and that's how he influences everything. Yeah, it's all under his control. <laughs> Dude, this is unreal. I'm, I'm just kind of rereading some of this yeah. here, and him talking. He gives you the histories, basically. He does. He, he really goes through all that history stuff, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, he goes way back. He goes first age stuff. Yeah, he does. He really does. And yeah, because he was here before the first know, raindrop, he, he was the first acorn. Yeah. Yep. So over, he's talking about all the different things that happened. Um, they heard about the great, the great barrows. Yep. Um, Did you, you think know. of Newark and like Chillicothe when you were reading about those? Huh. Just like the the mounds, you know. Oh yeah, was okay. that interesting? You're right. Yeah, like I didn't the, the earthworks. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Earthworks. Yeah. Um, there was victory and defeat. Towers fell. Fortresses were burned. Um, flames went up into the sky. You know, so it talks about the the destruction of you know these different you know cities and places and stuff. Um, yeah, and, and at least how we're reading it too, it's nothing real specific. So I, I almost wonder, like, did did Tom, if he was going full into it, was he going real nitty gritty details? And it was so long ago that the hobbits were just like, uh, yeah, okay, there's the king and there's towers. Or was he? Is he so old that I, it was just kind of? I bet he gave them a bunch generic. of generic. He probably did, and, and so that's what you can do. You can go back and you can look and, and research the Barrow Downs and who was there and the the tide of Numenor, uh, Numenorians, yeah, the kingdoms and, over there, right. And how the the Barrow Whites were possessed by the Witch King and all this stuff. So there's a lot of stuff there. Actually, I did some. Uh, it, it was like uh, going down the rabbit hole on Tolkien Gateway, getting some of the background. You start with the Barrow Downs, and you go to the Barrow Whites, then you go to the Avari, then you go to the Great Journey, and then you go to Cardalon. It's like all this stuff that's that's packed into the history of that area. It, it is just that area, though, isn't it? Yeah. That he's talking about. He's yeah. not talking really about no. all of... And here's, I think, one of the reasons why. You know, he's the, prepping them. Yeah, he is. But it's also the reshaping of Middle-earth. It gets reshaped a, uh, mm. a couple of times and things. And so mm-hmm. they, they talk about this forest and this area, his reach mm-hmm. and his domain being one that is protected by him and has it has lasted yeah. this long. You know? Yeah. So how old is this forest? Right. You know, it's the oldest of the old. Yeah. You know, it's 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 the original. It is. It's original. It is. So yeah. it was there. Yeah. There first. But um, you know, the, the hobbits are a little bit uh, shook up actually when he starts talking about the Barrow Downs and and beyond the forest. So. Yeah, because they've they've heard of this. You know, they they know of the Barrow the Barrow Whites and the Barrow Downs in mm-hmm. in the Shire. It's like this. It was like this far away kind of um, scary bedtime story that they, they they knew of this myth that they knew of, and so to hear Tom. 
uh, like validate it kind of shakes them up a little bit. And also to know that they're pretty much on that doorstep. Mm-hmm. That they don't want to head there. And Tom even says, uh, I think later on, he says, keep away from that area. Yeah. But, uh, you know, their travels so far, they've, they've had very little control over where they were. You know, they've almost been led to places they didn't want to go to. Mm-hmm. So in the back of their minds, they're probably thinking, oh, Lord bless us. Please yeah. don't take us to the Barrow Whites. <laughs> Please. Right. Or right. the, you know, the Barrow Downs. Let's stay far from there. It doesn't sound like a nice place. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, you know, and then he takes them to he gets strange. Even, he gets even older, man, doesn't he? Yeah, strange regions. You know, beyond their memory and beyond their um, their waking thought into, the ti- into times when the world was wider. Yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. And man. so, you know, um, man, only the elf sires were awake. I was just looking at that line, man. Right. Um, suddenly, he stopped and he saw that he um, that he nodded as if he was falling he asleep. Was, he was putting himself to sleep. It's like, what? Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Um, so they're still enchanted before him, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, just, they're staring at him. They're like, right. whoa, okay. Right. And then right. doesn't Frodo, does Frodo ask him a question that wakes him back up? He, he, well, the, the big oh. question he asks is, um, who are you, yeah. master? He yeah. asked. You know, <laughs> this is, um, <laughs> don't you know my name? You know, that's the, the, the only answer. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me. Who are you, alone, yourself, and nameless? But you are young, and I am old, eldest. That's what I am. Yeah. Mark my words, my friends. Yeah. Tom was here before the river and the trees. Yeah. Tom remembers the first raindrop and the first acorn. So he made pass before the big people and saw the, saw the little people arriving. He was here before the kings um, and the graves and the Barrowites. When the elves passed westward, Tom was already was here already. Before the seas were bent. Wow. Uh, he knew the, um, the dark under the stars um, when it was fearless before the Dark Lord came out from outside. So, dude, what was his? But did he even have a beginning? Wow. Did he even um, have a beginning? Let me think here a little bit. Wow. I mean, it's wow. crazy. Okay, so while you're thinking, because I, you love Tom, you love Tom. I do. I'm starting to, too. I always thought he was kind of weird before, but I, I didn't pay him the attention I should have, and I didn't uh, take him as seriously, I think. Because, you know, he can't be kind of portrayed as like this because of his singing. Like, we think he's ridiculous. He's not mm-hmm. ridiculous. And just because he, he laughs, just because he's peculiar doesn't mean he's not incredibly important. So um, so we know that while you're, while you're uh, loading, that, loading that up, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go into his etymology and his other names. So we know okay. Tolkien was, was very... Um, Let's do it. Intentional with uh, the names. With him, the name for the character came first, and that shaped who that character was because mm-hmm. he was a philologist, because he obsessed over words, because like language was what he loved. It was his, that was his number one passion. It wasn't even storytelling. It was language. So, I mean, obviously what you do with language is you tell stories, so that's the next natural step, uh, or what you do with that. But um, So he went by, by many names. To the elves and Dunedain, uh, he was known as... Yarwen Ben Adar, which translates to oldest and fatherless. Okay, so the elves in the Dunedain are calling them oldest and fatherless. Right. Where's your beginning if you don't have a father? And if the elves are calling you the oldest, I mean, so, um, and then it says, Yarwen literally means old young. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. No beginning, no right, no dude. end. Right. Yeah. To the men of the uh, of the vales of Anduin and Rohan, he was known as Orald, 
This is an old English uh, word meaning very ancient. And the dwarves knew him as Forn. This is to our reference uh, to his age. It is Old Norse for belonging to ancient days. Uh, and then Tom Bombadil is said to be his Bucklandish name. Mm-hmm. So it's you know um, added by Hobbit chroniclers uh, to as many older names. And like most uh, Hobbit words, it's not translatable. That's just what it is. And also kind of interestingly too, I, I didn't know this. This was very interesting. His um, the inspiration came from uh, Tolkien's son Michael, uh, who had uh, a doll. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Bombadil was inspired primarily primarily from a doll Tolkien's son Michael toyed with. Wow! So kind of interesting. That's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. So maybe that's kind of his whimsical nature too, as he came from a he came from a toy, but he's anything but that. Man, I'm gonna tell you right now. Get it, it, it get just, it, it. Just more and more, Come on, baby. Like he is the creator. I just see God on Earth, and I yeah. see him lost in his own works. Yeah, and I see him. <laughs> call it what it is. I, I you you want to call it the Garden of Eden or the old forest of whatever? I mean, seriously, it's it's a place that I, I don't know, man. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah. Can I tell you someone else I was thinking about? Go ahead. This has nothing to do with anything, but uh, Bob Ross. Is one of my favorite artists. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you sit and you watch Bob Ross paint, and he has this kind of whimsical but calm, but so, almost song-like when he speaks quality, and he creates these things. That I, I I always uh, watch him, and I'm like, man, is he is he God? Is Bob Ross God? <laughs> is he just painting all of us and all these these right. beautiful right. Uh, uh, nature landscapes and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. And he kind of he's there's a little bit of Bob Ross in old Tom Bombadil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, a yeah. creator um, that doesn't take anything else too seriously yeah absolutely very interesting man very yeah so so let's you know the rest of the the next bit of this i don't mean if you have notes stop me lane but i mean um they they kind of um wrap up their their storytelling there uh Uh and and goldberry shows up and basically the rain has stopped it's it's time to kind of move on a little bit and and they didn't know whether they had been there for a week yeah you know or more they felt like they hadn't ate in over a week right and they didn't feel hungry or tired no, they were enchanted. And, they and, I, were, and I said, I said, wow. Yeah. So to, to make a hobbit forget that he was hungry. That's right. That's right. I mean, that's that's primal, man. That's that's all. That's they're basic. So that that is some that's some enchantment they were under. Right. Yeah. So so Tom says, and let us have food and drink. Uh, long tails are thirsty, and um, long listenings hungry work. Hungry work. So morning, noon, and evening. Yeah. Um, and so it seemed like they had been there for a long time, and yeah. they uh, supper's ready. Uh, Goldberry. Um, and the hobbits saw that she was clothed in silver with uh, a white girdle, and her shoes were like fishes, uh, were like fishes' mail. Um, but Tom was all in clean blue, blue as rain-washed forget-me-nots, and he had green stockings. So, and that um, that pretty much you know explains why she you know their clothes is because she was washing up. She it was, was her washing. That's day. right. right. Were, fresh was, load. Yeah. Fresh load of laundry. I mean, for seriously, Tom. that's yeah. exactly Isn't what that it cool? is. Yeah. I know. Um, also something interesting too that we when he was going on about um and I think I think you said this but it's just also kind of I, I circled it because anytime it's brought up unprompted by the hobbits or the quest directly it's just very interesting that um you know he he's going on he may pass for the big people saw little people arriving kings and queens blah, blah, blah. Uh, Tom was already here before the seas were bent he knew the dark under the stars before the dark lord came from outside. Right. So it's brought up there 
uh, it's very interesting that he he initiates that. Some foreshadowing too that okay, uh, so if he knows everything, maybe something's gonna happen with the ring here. And then I thought it's just this is again just incidental or coincidental, whatever. But um, you know he mentions the Dark Lord, and then right after that, a shadow seemed to pass by the window, and the hobbits glanced hastily through the panes. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like oh shit. And then when they turned again, you know, it was Goldberry. So yeah. just kind of interesting that, you know, even just mentioning, even mentioning the Dark Lord puts them in that mind, that mindset. They see a shadow and they're like, oh, yeah, <sighs> Goldberry. Okay, thank God. And and my question is, you know, for, you know, listeners who, who have read the Silmarillion and different things is, which Dark Lord is he talking about? Very good. You know, is, is he talking about, you know, Morgoth or Very good. Melkor? Um, yeah. I'm just like I said. I'm just learning about these things, and so Tom is a character that takes us that far back, right. you know. So well, and we see how um, he kind of, uh, yeah. So so maybe that, yeah. Maybe some of those older dark powers are more serious. He kind of laughs off what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, maybe he's not even referencing. He wouldn't even th- consider that. Uh, yeah. 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 So so they so they eat. You know, um, Goldberry uh, sings them many songs, um, songs that have been merrily. Uh, that had began merrily in the hills and fell softly down into silence. Again, top to bottom there, yep. falling. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So um, I just got this neat. She kind of goes on to describe her singing. Um, and then once more, she wished them each good night and left them by the fireside. Yeah. You know, but now Tom seemed wide awake. And he's the one asking questions. Yeah. This so is so cool, This is dude. cool. This and is this, cool. Is, this is the last two pages. Right. This is, oh gosh, it's like so packed, man. Right. Packed. Uh, yeah, so um so we learn a little bit about how he knew they were coming, right? We learn about uh Farmer Maggot. Yeah. And that news had reached him from Gildor. And I thought it was really interesting you're you're about to read this, I'm sure, but that we were learned that Farmer Maggot who seemed to re- he who he seemed to regard as a person of more importance than they had imagined. Yes. Very interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Very interesting, man. And um, the fact that Farmer Maggot knows Tom Right. Just that fact makes us think, okay, definitely more to him than mm-hmm. you know than we originally thought. That is so interesting, Isn't actually. It? Yeah. I mean, and we get that yeah, far, far, Farmer Maggot is like a big I mean, he's he's starting to become more and more like interesting to yes, me. Very, you know? Very. Just the I wonder what his conversation with Tom would be like. Oh, you dude, know? I mean, can you imagine? I don't know. It just I don't know. Yeah. There's more to him. Definitely. Um so now, how does how do we jump into this? I mean, he it's just, just he he just says, "Show me the ring." Show me the precious show me the ring. precious ring. Yeah, precious. Right. Even Tom calling it precious. This wow. is unreal. And so there's no hesitation. No, to in, Frodo's in Frodo. honest, own astonishment, he just hands it right over, doesn't he? Yeah. Do you think Tom knew he had to command that? Like he knew that he. It doesn't really matter, I guess. I mean, he knows eventually he's going to get it from Frodo. Oh, but, like, to yeah. ease sort of that struggle, here's the command. Right. And there's well, no... Frodo's sh- not going to bring it up, is he? No. no I think you're right. right. He had to, he had to kind right. of... And, well, and it shows... It's, to me, it shows its enchantment or either maybe just maybe just the the draw of Tom that he, he does it without any kind of hesitation, without even thinking about it. Even though he doesn't necessarily want to. Mm-hmm. You know, he's astonished that he's doing it, but he just hands it right over. Yeah. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Right over. Wow. Um, and so, why does Tom want to see this ring? What, is, what, what does he want with it? What, what, why does he need to talk about it? He hasn't really concerned himself with any of their 
comings and goings and it was just, you know, fate or whatever that brought him that way. You're lucky. I was coming this way, etc. Um, so anyways, he put, he, um, suddenly he put it to his eye and laughed. Um, for a second, the hobbits had a vision, both comical and alarming of his, uh, bright blue eye gleaming through a circle of gold, almost like he's laughing at, you know, he who must not be named. <laughs> I know. And it's, and it's almost kind of just, well, and it's not what you expect, is it? Yeah. You expect him to take it seriously and be this, cause that's how Gandalf was. That's how, uh, even Gildor, when you brought up with Gildor, it was very, this is very serious conversation. He's just, mm-hmm. he's joking around. I thought it was cool too. This, this visual of him with his bright blue eye looking through it. Yeah. And then later how, what this ring represents is this, this great eye of Sauron. Lidless. Yes. That's what I mean. Is as flame. he's holding that up, it's almost like he's looking. He is the anti-Sauron, right? But he's right. just kind of laughing at, yeah, like, ah, this is you yeah, know, jovial, and, so, and, and and so he brings this um this side of it with laughter, whereas you know the eye of Sauron is all about despair and fear. Mm-hmm. It's it's just an interesting like parallel to envision those two images next to each other. Like think about the the eye of Sauron, and then think about Tom looking through this thing. Polar opposites. This is this is crazy, man. So. Then Tom puts it on. Mm-hmm. He puts he puts it on, and uh-huh. they noticed nothing strange. Nope. There was no sign of Tom disappearing. Tom laughed again, and then he spun the ring in the air, and it vanished with a flash. Mm-hmm. Frodo gave a cry, and Tom leaned forward and handed it back to him with a smile. Now, my question, and this is the question of all questions, <laughs> folks. I, I want if you if you were just kind of drifting off there and you weren't this might be a poll um, if you weren't listening. Yeah, we'll make this a poll. Did Tom? hand him back the one ring or did he keep it was there another ring did he hand him a different ring is everything after this did it just, really even happen right are they still in that house right did did tom you know for just sake of i don't know did, yeah did he you know um it's so very it's interesting. interesting it's very it interesting. disappeared and then he makes it reappear and hands it right back to him so uh-huh i don't know more to tom than meets the eye um, it was kind of comical too that he, um, when he put it on, they didn't even notice it at first. Now, they, I mean, you know, now it says they gasped and then right. they, they saw that, you know, he, well, dude, he has the ring on he's not disappearing. Yes. Yeah. So something prompts Frodo to make sure that this mm-hmm. ring is the same. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you've got a, uh, Tom's, he could hand him a ring that weighs the same, that looks the same, sure. and, but, but Frodo needs to check it. Yep. Um, and uh, so he was a little bit annoyed with Tom, yes. seeming to make so light of what Gandalf thought so you know perilous and right. important. Right. Um, he waited for an opportunity, and when the talk was going again, uh, Tom was telling was telling this absurd story um, about badgers and their queer ways, <laughs> uh, and then he slipped the ring on. Mm-hmm. And what happens? Us? What peculiar thing happens yet again? Well, he's supposed to disappear, and no one can see him. Right. Right. Mary can't. Mary can't see him. So no. he, he feels a little reassured that way, right? He's like, all right, right. cool. It's, it's my ring. The, the weight is about right, too. Right. Mary can't it see works. me. It works. Yeah. Right. But something me, else weird happens. Yeah. He starts to kind of creep away and see if he can get to the door or whatever. And Tom says, hey there, glancing <laughs> towards him. And, and uh, he says, hey, come Frodo there. Uh-huh. Where be you a-going? Uh-huh. Old Tom Bombadil's not as blind as that yet. Uh-huh. Take off your golden ring. Your hand's more fair without it. Without it. Come back, leave your game, and sit down beside me. We must talk a while more and think about the morning. Tom must teach the right road and keep your feet from wandering. Very interesting. Oh, my gosh. 
you know, who else can see, you know, it's almost um, being in that, um, what do you call that? What, what, what is that uh, where, where they can see Frodo, like in the Wraith world? Is that like the, the shadow world? Shadow world, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Um, that he can see into that, mm-hmm. you know, and things. So, Which um, makes sense, right? After everything we've learned about him, it almost comes as no, no surprise, really. Right. It's like, well, of course. Sure. Of course yeah. he can. He's above all this. He's beyond all this. Right. Yeah. So um, <laughs> Frodo laughed, trying to feel pleased. And taking off the ring, he came and, uh, and, and, and sat down, trying to feel... Wait a second. Trying to feel pleased. Yeah. Trying to feel pleased. Trying to feel pleased. Huh. I mean, he's disturbed by this whole thing. Yeah. Honestly. And think right. about it, too. Think about this. The, the, it almost kind of undermines the peril of his quest. You know, he's mm-hmm. laughing this thing off, and it's like, dude, uh, I'm afraid I'm going to die. I feel like I'm I'm going to my doom kind of thing. Oh, that would be... I can I can understand Frodo's, like, frustration there. And it's also probably a, just a mind screw. He's like, wait, how is this... How do the rules not apply to Tom? How do the rules not apply to Tom? Mm-hmm. You know, right. he... It's, right. I don't know. It's very interesting. And he's, I'm sure, trying to figure out who he is, too. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, so, so the rest of this is basically just this advice, you know, stick to this road, you know, let me kind of, uh, you finally get that out of your beard. That's disgusting. I cannot believe you just ate that. Um, shaming <laughs> guys. It's if you could, yolk. it's just, if you, yolk. oh Lord, golden for the lady. Yes, sure. Fair river daughter. Sure. There's more in your beard too. If you want it later. So. I'll get that later. All right. Dessert. Um, so you set him on the right path here. He says though, I am no weather master. Dude, isn't that crazy? You know, I have that underlined too. Goldberry is. That's true. Right. That's true. But it's just interesting that, uh, well, and he says, Nora's off that goes on two legs. Ooh. Well, and have we it, ever seen her? F- no, she's floating. I'll be honest with you. There when you I go. first saw her, she That's is right. floating. She's a spirit, man. She is not necessarily Ghostbusters. On, on two feet. She, right. I mean, she isn't. And so I just want to make that kind of yeah. clear. That's why I was in the beginning of this kind of hesitant. Like, what, what I think am she I has looking a tail. at? What am I looking at here? Yeah. I think she has a fish tail. Okay. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I'm no weather master, right? I can master this ring, but the weather's beyond me. And see, mm-hmm. what that does to me is that, again, it, it makes Middle-earth a character, right? Right. And, and the greatest character of all. Right, right. Is, is that there is some stuff that even even Tom, that is even beyond Tom. And that, to me, is a kind of a reassuring thing, too. That it's not just one, mm-hmm. you know, he can't control everything. It's not all up to him. He does have this this great power and knowledge and um, elevation above stuff that affects every other character that we're coming in contact with. But, you know, the weather is greater than he is. Absolutely, yeah. Pretty amazing. So, the advice he gives us is to, is to keep to the green grass. Yep. Don't go meddling with old stone or cold whites or praying in their houses. So, yeah. Uh, which, you know, unless, unless you be strong folk with right. hearts that never falter. Sam. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's, that's interesting. Um, and then he teaches him a little, a little song here just to kind of like, you know, in case you need me... Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't hear you calling for help, but let me teach you a way to call. Right. This for is help. how you would call for help, right? If you wanted to, and so right. um, I don't know, we sing it together, just a little. We're gonna do this. I mean, I, I get Lead oh it. Tom Bombadil, Tom Bombadillo, by water, wood, and hill, by the reed and willow, by fire, sun, and moon. Hearken now and hear us. Come, Tom Bombadil, for our need is near. 
That is not how you're that supposed to sing like, it. Is that what? a Christmas song? That sounded like a Christmas song for a second. Oh, gosh. You know what else we should do? We should actually what? toss out to some of our... Because our, I'm sure we've got some musically talented oh, absolutely. people. Absolutely. Please sing some of these songs the for songs. us. We can... I'm, I'm a... Voice, can, hey, here you go. Voice memo this. on your iPhone. Please. And, and email it to the... Uh, an unexpected pod at gmail. Gosh. Dot com, right? Yeah, exactly. Do it. Do it. Please do that. We'll play them cool. instead. Honestly, we can make that sort of like a... Yeah, we'll talk about that later. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I heard that. When they had sung this all together after him, he clapped them each on the shoulder with a laugh and taking candles, led them back to their bedrooms. Good night, kids. In the house of Tom, Tom Bombadil. That was so, an amazing chapter, my friend. It was. Um, I've got some cool connections. We've talked about all of them, but I'll read them just because I took the time to write them down. Hobbits are definitely under an enchantment in Tom's house. They seem almost in a dreamlike stupor. And apart from Frodo's questions, are really only participants in the events. Even being led to their bath and bed. Commanded to sit. Like children with their parents, almost. Not exactly, but that's a good visual. Goldberry's voice... Movements and demeanor follow a river motif, moving and flowing downward, even her physical description, head to toe, headwater to mouth. Tom claims he didn't hear uh, Frodo calling for help, and as the hobbits prepare, prepare to depart, he teaches them a song that will summon him to their aid. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It is so interesting and a pity that such a powerful character has been so left out. You know, he doesn't appear in the Bakshi films. The, the radio drama, Jackson's trilogy, yet Tolkien dedicates plenty of time to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if old father J.R.R. thought he was important enough, I mean, yeah, I don't know, it's just kind of sad that we haven't really seen him realize in that, uh, in that medium. So, right. yeah. Right. Right. Mm. right. 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 No, I think that's awesome. And th- yeah, those are some, you. those are cool. I like yeah. it. You're cool. So, thanks cool to know cool, Ooh. buddy. Um, that's it, guys. I think that's it for our cool connections and uh, and, and and the reread. So we are on to the Bywater post, and this is in record time, my friend. Are we under two hours? This is no. We are well. We're getting close. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it'll still be over two hours, but we can't, we don't can't you worry. We we there will we'll never be under two. I don't think. <laughs> um, so again, it's it's note under, and I love this idea of just finding ways to get your voices in on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, we will work on that as we'll make, I'll make sure that I get the, the, the number up to you guys um, and uh, all that goodness. Okay. Yeah. So let's see here. Hey, uh, I'm going to read. And until then, just if, if it's, you can at least know that if it's under six, six minutes or under, you could record it on your phone and, and email it to us. True. Yes. Right. And Absolutely. that was, that quality from Mike was great. Right. And I don't even know how, how long you can actually get on the Google numbers. So I'll have to figure like that out. 40 minutes or so. Oh, 40 minutes. Four so I'm going to read. Um, so we have some, um, I got a message from Chrissy uh, Chadborn, and I'll read this to you guys. She says, hey, um, hello, guys. Just wanted to reach out and say thanks for this podcast. I'm on episode one with much excitement. This is my first read. Ooh, we better be careful. Oh, interesting. Thanks for telling us, Chrissy. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> um, I read The Hobbit a few years ago, and now I'm reading along with you. I found it interesting and kind of crazy that um, not only are you on the same or in the same region of this country as I am, Philadelphia, but I was also raised by a Nazarene pastor, my dad. Mm. Wow, that's pretty cool, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. I won't lie that I was an immediate, um, that I was an immediately, what? That, I, that, that was an immediate turnoff. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I was like, well, she's not going to say that. I replied, I replied to, wow, I can't even talk. Forget, Forget it. it. It's cool. Forget it. Yeah, good try. 
um, because I've moved quite a quite a ways away from those beliefs, but an odd um, you know kinship there. So mm-hmm. honestly, you know, a lot like our journey so a little we. bit. You know, and that's kind of what I told her. It's, it's spiritual. Similar. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, anyways, growing up, I was not allowed to watch most TV shows or listen to most music. I'm going to tell you, Chrissy, right now, this is exactly my family was also very strict. Mm-hmm. So people make references all the time. Like I'll never forget I was. I, I know. I'll save it. Remind me the Michael yep. Jackson story. Remind me in a second. Michael Jackson. <laughs> but it was. Uh, it was all. It always seems that uh, a lot adventure. Of crotch grabbing. I, sorry. Sorry. No, you're right. For Michael. Can we keep interrupting Chrissy's I'm story? Sorry, That's my Chrissy. fault. Um, that it, But it always seemed that adventure movies um, were all we had at home. And as I got older and farther away from the faith of my family, it was one of the only things other than food that my parents and I had in common. My dad has always been obsessed with Star Wars, and um, he's got all the Lord of the Rings movies. He isn't really a reader. So I thought it would be a nice bonding experience to watch them with him cool as that. I go through the books. Yeah. The movies I have seen, uh, the movies I have seen part of, but this is all very new to me, including the Hobbit movies. Another reason I was drawn to this is that my cousin has a few Lord of the Rings tattoos. And well, mm. when someone is that devoted to something, I think, hey, it must be worth checking out. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, about me, I would say I usually set a goal to read 100 books a year. Wow. That's awesome. That's insane. I've she, read that many in my life. I, <laughs> and, I, uh, and often accomplish it with the help of Audible. Yeah, Audible helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and almost all of them are nonfiction. I was never a fiction reader. And then I discovered Harry Potter. And that was my one true love. I have reread it three times, and I finally decided to branch out and find other books that are just as beloved, and this topped everyone's list. Mm. So thanks again, and I hope you keep it all going till the end. Chrissy. Now we have to, Chrissy. We do. We have to now. We absolutely Which is do. a good thing. Yeah, which is great. Which is great. I'm going to read the next one, too. Um, okay. Get, get your feet off me. Quit this. Dude, that's um, not me. <laughs> River Daughter, man. Sorry. Uh, ben Coles. So just want to say, um, I love the podcast, guys. On the first episode... At the moment, but I'm going to try to catch up uh, before the next one comes out. Honestly, I've been trying to find a Tolkien podcast slash community I can get involved in and feel, um, you know, a part of. You guys are nailing it. Much love. Um, how, where is he from here? Wirral, England. Wirral, England? Isn't that awesome? That is so cool. We have so many uppers from That is England. so cool. We need to make a map and start like putting... We do. Don't we? Make a map. And, and start pinning everyone's yes. location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. And we have pictures of people's like yeah. shires, their homes, that we could attach to it. Absolutely. Oh, as... All right, we got a project. They're flowing. Yep. Uh, it's two minutes away from Liverpool. Liverpool. Um, if you know where that is. Beatles. Yeah. I finished the first podcast and, uh, and was straight on... Oh, patron to chip in. Awesome. awesome. Yes. So, so excited to listen to the rest of them. So beautiful. Sweetness. All right, Ben. Uh, And then I have Megan Howard. Okay. So Megan sent us a message. She said, hello, I'm a little shy, I guess. And I don't know. I guess I just wanted to send a private message instead of a public one because I'm weird. I guess I'm going to try and keep this as short as possible. Do you think Megan wants us to read this? I don't know. Did you proofread it first? Yeah, I read it. Okay, is it good? It's awesome. I mean, all our all our stuff is good. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. Yeah, let's. Yeah. Re- I haven't heard right. it yet, Megan. So, I- my name is Megan. I'm 21 and I live in Woodstock, Georgia. I'm trying to catch up uh, to your current episodes, but I caught on a little late. I think I started listening sometime later in February, and I'm on the fourth episode. So close. Megan, you're an excellent writer. <laughs> yeah, I got into Lord of the Rings when I was around eight years old. My dad was a big fan of the movies. 
and he kind of introduced me to them, and I honestly can't remember not being a fan. Preach it. That's the uh-huh, way to be. Uh-huh. Anyway, I wanted to read the book since middle school, but I've always had a little bit of trouble making connections and looking at the text from a broad perspective. Sounds like you're just like me. Absolutely like me. I, I can totally understand that. Listening to you guys, especially Ezra, has been extremely helpful in that area for me. Again, that's exactly right for me Ooh. too. Some of the things you say are things that literally go right over my head. Every time I talk to Ezra, I feel this way, Megan. No, so, no. Same way. <laughs> it's so cool to hear all the speculation and theories you guys come up with and seeing the connections and understanding figurative language. It's all been really helpful for me when trying to uh, better understand the story. I guess I kind of feel similarly to Lane. Something you said earlier uh, earlier on was that you tend to focus more on the smaller details, which is something I find to be true about myself. And it's cool to listen to things you found interesting. There's quite a few parts where you read from the text. I've noticed that uh, that demonstrate just the imagery and how beautiful it sounds. And I feel like we kind of both appreciate things in that way. Absolutely. Side note, it's really cool that you're both teachers. I would have loved to have teachers as cool as you guys. Oh my gosh. Wow. Tell that wow. to my students. Yeah, that's what I'm I was kidding. thinking too. I'm just kidding. Can you talk to, well, my boss likes me, but yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I said I was going to keep this short, even though it's not actually very short. Again, something I do. Uh, I just wanted to chime in and let you guys know that this has been a really fun experience for me so far, and I really, really appreciate what you're doing. I'm excited to catch up and see what uh, new cool things you guys have discovered. P.S. I literally choked when Lane did the fireworks sound effects for the first chapter, and that's something I think about almost every other day. <laughs> P.S.S. Sorry for messaging you so late. I hope this isn't weird. No. No. No, it's absolutely great, man. That was an awesome message. Um, it is great, and I am so glad that you brought that up, the fireworks and the sound effects. <laughs> Because I forgot we even did that. Honestly, we just kind of roll with I, it. We do. Know? We just um, let we let it go. That was a beautiful message. That it's is. It's cool to find people who, you know, because you think you think um, I don't know, it's the world we live in, and you think you think it's your you're the only person that's like you, right? You feel kind of isolated that way. So it's cool to find people um, who think the same way you do. Yeah. Who uh, have the same kind of you know tendencies and focus that you have. That was awesome. That's a yeah, great message. Absolutely. Thank absolutely. You, and I see that in our book club too, of people who have like the just the different, you know, the, that's why it's neat that they can pull out yeah. like this um, minute little detail and then expound upon it and take yeah. it so far and so wide, you know. And I that, don't know. That's and a that's cool why piece to that's it, why book clubs are, are, are the best, right? Because you see it as a collective. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you almost you don't miss anything because we're all on the watch for something. It's like the fellowship. You've got uh, that's these exactly right. These yes. these um different uh, characters that are on one common quest and because they all have these different skills and vision evil is fought off well i mean i don't know I mean, this is something i've thought a lot about with podcasting and and having this um this group in this community mm-hmm. i'm being influenced by people in england you know yeah and new zealand Right. And, California. you know, around, yeah, exactly. Around Pennsylvania. It is great, guys. Yeah. I, I cannot tell you. It is so awesome. And then not just like you guys influencing me, you guys influencing each other, us getting yeah. to talk to you guys. It's just, yeah. it's all something. It's something, awesome. man. It's, it's crazy. awesome. That's the reason we, we wanted to do this. We wanted to, yeah. yeah, be a part of this. We're just as much a part of it as you are. Okay. Uh, we got some strawberries with cream. So, you know, stuff got kind of hairy in the old forest. Forest. They did. Uh, do you wear figs? Have you worn figs? Will you wear figs? Then will you wear figs? 
<laughs> if you could wear one wig from the films for a day, whose would it be and why? As Wow, did you write this in for me? This is I mean, great. I don't know. I didn't manipulate anything. No, you didn't. I don't I usually you know. don't want to write anything yeah. in these notes. So Awen, because I'm worth it. <laughs> is that like cause I didn't even see this. You would look killer in Awen's wig. Yeah, I think I would. No, I wrote that for you. So you tell you want me to go first and then no, you can think of the wig? I actually think that's great. I'm gonna stick with that. Why you, what else would I You'd actually you know? look good in that white dress too. I mean, I'm not uh, I mean if I can if, if I could just get like a dwarvish Beard too, that would be great. Bearded you know? lady, yeah. Bearded, bearded lady. Wow, you know, like the dwarf ladies. Uh-huh. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and I would, I would pick Samwise wig. Sam, Sam White, Sam White, Sam's wig. Uh, <laughs> because I've always wanted curly hair. I remember I would see people like in high school and stuff who had like curly Hobbit hair. Yeah. And I would just be like, "You, mm. you suck, dude." Yeah. I, want, I want your hair. Even yeah. girls would be like, "Man, I want that hair so bad." I'm just those those wigs are so cool. Just that curly mop ahead. Man, we are gonna hair. I'll get you a wig. I'll get you a wig. Well, it's and... interesting too because now because I'm losing my hair now, right? Which I've come to I've come to terms with. You know, the recession is real, but uh, I will I'll never have you know a head of curly hair. Just what? Uh, straight and and falling out. We and... can work on it. We'll work on it. But you know okay. what gives me hope for that is uh, Dwalin's a pretty cool bald looking. Yes, he is. Absolutely. So I think, um, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, we'd call up Tammy Lane. She could probably do a little something for you, you know, that you could wear every day. I don't, I don't need know. a nose job, Ez. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, She's I was not thinking, a wig master. Can't she don't always, you remember that can't, from the interview? She, I do, but I, I don't mean the wig. I mean, like, you wanted the bald head, right? I mean, we could, she could do that, doesn't she? Didn't she work wow. on... Wow. If you wanted to, I don't know. I could just shave my head, too. Okay, fine. Fine. I just wanted to get Tammy Lane involved, so, well, you know. Who doesn't? She's amazing. We need right. to talk to her again. Let's we give do. her another call. I think we should. Would you guys like well. that? Part two with Tammy? I just hear everyone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk uh, to Tammy again. Um, little share the load. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, thank you for everyone who has supported us on Patreon. Oh we really gosh, appreciate that. You guys have no idea how much that means to us. We might start posting on there. Um, since I've been diving in a little bit to the histories and stuff, it would uh-huh. be very short. It's not going to be very in-depth or whatever, but if you want like just a... And there are people who are in our group who could probably do this much better than I could, but I just kind of wanted to get a little bit of the histories and sort of talk about the beginnings of mm-hmm. you know, uh, this world that we you know, appreciate mm-hmm. and, and are, are, are reading about. So uh, do a little bit more of that on there. We also have um, There and Back Again, mm-hmm. uh, a series that we're continuing. And uh, chapter three will come out in April. That's uh, in the land of Mordor. Right, exactly. And so we've got the appendices, which if you want a good laugh or some crazy, <laughs> just wild, um, some wild stuff, guys. I mean, let me tell yeah, you, it's out uh, there. we got a few in the, I've, I've got a few that I've recorded that are just a little. I love when you tease those on, on Facebook too, by the way. I uh, love that. Yeah, that's good stuff. I love but, it. So anyways, um, so that, there's that. Um, we've got our pop Instagram. giveaway. It's about time for a oh, pop socket giveaway too, need to do that. It? Need yes, to do that this we week. need to do that. So actually, by the time this comes out, hopefully we've done it. Yeah. To be honest with you. So. And it's. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. You won. Right. Oh, we're just going to fill their name in there. Later. Yeah, exactly. Just kidding, just kidding. No, we're not doing it. <laughs> no. no <laughs> but congratulations, whoever you are. Good try. <laughs> um, Lane likes to make more editing for me at the end of this. So. I do. It's kind of fun. It's cool. Don't forget to add the music right. for Name Game. Right. Okay. It's gonna, guys, it's going to take it to a whole nother level. I know some of you are like, God, the Name Game. But when you hear the music for it, you're going to want to visit puremichigan.com. Don't you, I, mean, I, I mean, I just the music just really like adds another... You know. Okay, cool. So that's my voice, huh? I'm just kidding, man. That's cool. I'm just kidding. Don't forget Instagram, Twitter, Facebook page, and eventually, you know, the group coming up. Uh, Yeah, we want to 
Thank you. It's, I guess, it's time for the Fortnite farewell already. It seems too fast. I know. But I want to thank you for stepping off the road with us. Our next episode will be digging deep into Chapter 8. Fog on the Barrow Downs. Right. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, or leave a comment, or send us a shadow fax. the lord of all communication. We'll see you in a fortnight. And remember, Frodo lives. I had an errand there, gathering water lilies, green leaves and lilies white, to prolong. I don't even know how this one would go. By that pool long ago, I found the river daughter. How does this go? Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.